You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast and... YouTube.com slash up next. Yes, hello. We are live. It's Wednesday afternoon. It's brunch with the BDE mm-hmm. here. We're usually live Tuesday nights. Sorry. Uh, I took the night off. It was my birthday. Give me a break. So I watched NXT today. Yes. The hangover edition for me, yeah. kind of. Just watched it, and uh, we're going to talk all about it here today. We've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you very much. How was your day? It was good. It was good. Uh, this whole past few days feels like I had a nice birthday weekend that just kind of extended. But uh, yeah, had a nice, had a nice couple of days. Some, some, some beach, some sunburns on my head. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, some good, some lo- some some tacos last night. Yeah, some live uh, music, some live wrestling, some live wrestling. Yeah, we got to see some live wrestling, yeah. some zombie wrestling on Sunday. That was a, that was a lot of fun. We got pretty lit. You, you disappeared for two hours like you don't you physically literally don't know where you went for two hours yeah like it's kind of kind of worrying yeah but that's what happened it was I, basically my work through a uh a wrestling event yeah uh, they're like our, our boss works for super kicked he's their champion they did zombie wrestling it was a lot of fun on the, this big patio uh in toronto with great views of the cn tower and everything but it was also our kind of summer staff party right as well so the alcohol was flowing Whew. freely, and oh boy, seltzers, seltzers, uh, vodka, tequila, every little, everything, everything. It was great fun, but yeah, definitely missing, <laughs> missing a chunk of that day. Yeah, 
I I was on a nice wave yeah. for a bunch of days, but it was it was good. But then uh, we're we're off today, but we're recording some podcasts today. Uh, we're going to be going live again tonight after Dynamite, ten fifteen p.m. Eastern time. We'll put the podcast, of course, BD Elite, out on on this feed. But during the day uh, later, we're recording a show for Patreon, my up yours, which is good fellas, mm-hmm. which kind of ties into. Tony D'Angelo's family in NXT. Ties into a lot, actually. We've just sadly lost uh, Ray Liotta and um, Mike, Paul... Paulie in the movie, yeah. Paulie Mike Scornino. Oh, man, I'm butchering his name, but yeah. Um, Scornio. Yeah, so uh, just we planned this way before we lost those two actors, but two big names in the film who just recently passed away. Uh, we'll be looking at that, uh, recording that show later today and releasing it uh, for your birthday. Yeah, so uh, I'm super excited about that podcast. Go check it out if you aren't a patron. I mean, the new month is starting this August. You get all these podcasts that we've been doing. You may have seen also on this free feed, Best Match Ever, Shark Cage Match. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating Shark Week, so if you haven't listened to that show from last year, go check it out. I made that little freebie for you guys. And uh, yeah, check us out on Patreon because we do so many podcasts and uh, we would love for you to hear them. Because there's so many. We're working on that August schedule. And I mean, last plug before we jump into some stuff. This upcoming Sunday. I mean, it's Saturday night at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize that until I, I booked, like, I'm having some people over for karaoke. So now I have to put SummerSlam on the TV as right. well. Because people are like, you're putting it on, right? I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I guess My so. work just refused to let me have it off. Oh. I was like, you know, this is what I do, right? And they're like, yeah. So when every single person... <laughs> Asks, where's your roommate? I'll say, work it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to be watching SummerSlam. But then on Sunday, we're going to be watching Ric Flair's last match, the pay-per-view. We're going to be mm-hmm. doing a tailgate for all patrons. You are all invited, and we'll hang out. We'll watch this over Zoom. Uh, no live streaming, just, just on Zoom. But before that, 4 p.m. Eastern time, up next, Summer Mania. We've combined Up Next Summer and Up and Up Next Mania, put them together. The BDE Championship is on the line. Fire Frank, who's been undefeated in WWE trivia, he is a machine. Yeah. He has been reigning. He's been head of the table. Yeah, he has been for far, far too long. He's, he's going Hollywood on us. Yeah. We'll know if he drops the title. But I, we don't, nothing here is a, is a work. It's all shoot. The trivia games, the hot sauce games, the rap games, all that stuff is all, it's all shoot. We yeah. never, we never, you know, except those times we had uh, cameos from Gangrel and Trent's mom. Oh, they were legit, <laughs> they were legit shoot. entrance in the Rumble. So, uh, <laughs> Cino, John Cino Evil, who hosts Shot in the Dark, he won the Up Next Rumble all those months ago. And he's going up against his own friend now in, in real life. So these two are going to battle for the BD title. Uh, we've, we've just, we've figured out that. Each of them get to pick a category yes. for, for the other person or for, for them? They, they both play. Yeah, okay. They both answer questions in each category. Fair enough. Yeah. So Sino's asked for hip-hop wrestling connection. Yeah. The rap and wrestling connection. So I'm going to have to write some trivia questions for, for that. Mm-hmm. And then what has Frank chosen? Frank still hasn't got back to us. Okay. The champ is slacking. All right. And I then he's on the ropes already. Wow. Yeah. So Sino's going Sino's gonna to have the upper hand here. And then the third category is, if they get to it, mm. is just general, just general, general mixed pro wrestling stuff. trivia questions that we want. But it could be a clean sweep, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I feel Cena will fare quite well in in hip hop wrestling trivia. So Frank's gonna have to. I know Frank has some real deep knowledge, so yeah. he's gonna have to come up with something real good. 
um, for the champ to kind of stay alive here. But I, I have faith in Frank as well. He's been he's been pretty impressive in his. He just knows everything. You know, his money in the bank victory. His yeah. uh, his his victory over me. Yeah, his victory over you. His uh, his performance in the Rumble. He's he's been pretty impressive over the years. Uh, but we've also got two other matches oh. happening this Sunday. Um, Anne Marie taking on Chris Price. That's right. We have women's women in our divisions yep. now. Intergender what? wrestling. What here. intergender wrestling? What is this? GTA Six <laughs> in the battle of the was experts. We are going to be asking them trivia questions for. Every was next we've covered, well, not every episode, yeah. but the time period will be wow. kind of 2012 till, where are we, like October yeah. 2013, um, and see, because they've watched along with us every single episode if of you, NXT. Yeah, if you don't know who the, what, what, is, what this means, is because we do a show called Was Next, we do retro NXT reviews, and these two are our Was Next experts. They mm. always write in feedback, and they follow along, it's been our NXT kind of book club. I don't know a bunch of others go back and rewatch the episodes before we talk about it, but these are the was experts. They know everything about this era just because they've been watching and listening along. So this will be interesting to bat. We had Anne Marie try to throw him out of the rumble oh, yeah. and he turned it around and threw, threw her, her out. out. Yeah. So it's, we were booking storylines all the way back then. So the rumble usually always sets up your mania, but wait, what's the third match? And then finally we, uh, brain and I are fed up of not holding gold. In this, in right. this I mean, speak for yourself. I, yeah. I've won the title. Well, I, I'm, I'm still the rap champion. <laughs> yeah, still the rap champion. True, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've had some pretty dominant tag team champions yeah. uh, in these, these up next games. That was until they However, threw it in the trash. <laughs> Nate Milton took his ball and went home. Wow. Threw the, threw the title in the trash like wow. a piece of garbage. Jeez. So Eric Marcotte has found a very unworthy replacement. <laughs> In uh, <sighs> this can't Sorry. be right. Does it say that there? Oh, That's boy, not correct. Boy. It can't be that guy. Brandon from New Jersey. So wow. Yeah. So wait a second. The titles are now vacated. But if Eric and Brandon win, they become I, I champions. Think, I think. I think this is kind of like the you know the Adrian Neville Bo Dallas situation. Okay. Where, like you're you're yeah. stepping in. So yeah. they're defending the titles against me and you. Yeah. So the BD tag titles on the line, mm. but what kind of match is this? And special guest referee. Yeah. Uh, rules still to be uh, finalized, but special guest referee, Double J himself, <laughs> our man Neil. <laughs> okay, so our man Neil is the ref. Yeah. In a game we don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I've got some ideas. We just need to. We we've been you know celebrating. We need to finalize yeah. a few things with the boys. Um, so now we're facing Eric MMA Marcotte mm. and Brandon from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah I, fa- I fancy our chances. Yeah, I think we're we're I think you're finally going to win gold <laughs> uh, with that Buster Brandon from New Jersey. So come and join us. This will be on the YouTube and the Twitch, um, and then uh, audio will be available for patrons. These. These games are normally a lot of fun. Uh, we try and get as much involvement with the, the live chat room as possible. I'm sure we'll be probably chatting a little bit about SummerSlam itself on this show and and some other things as well and just kind of hanging out. So, uh, yeah, up next, Summer Mania happening this Sunday at 4 p.m. Yeah, from 4 to 6, we will be streaming on Twitch and YouTube. So the games, the audience participation, obviously very uh welcomed but then from six on while we watch rick flair's last match pay-per-view uh we'll be hanging out in a zoom tailgate so patrons you are all invited 
Well, you are indeed. Can't and now, wait. before we go on to some other stuff, I want to... Uh, you still got uh, one thing left to come because okay. you know time management isn't our thing. That's at the right. ADU. Okay. Uh, but starting with, I've got a nice little little birthday card for oh, you. Oh wow! Okay. It says to Brayden. Wow. It's you. It almost says Brayden on it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you got you got some better writing than me, so yeah. I can't make it says fun of Brayden. you. Can, you know it's for you. I hope it's a wrestling uh, card. I'm pretty sure I've given you this card before, to be honest. Rufus the sock puppet says nothing. He's a sock puppet. <laughs> Happy birthday! Thank you. And then it says, I'm pretty sure I've given you this card. <laughs> I've definitely bought that card before, and I'm trying to think who else I'd have bought a card for. Yeah, it has, like, googly eyes on it, but yeah. kind of, yeah. It's great. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, as I said, a couple more things to come. Oh. Um, well, one more thing to come, but... Okay. What do you mean something's coming? Oh. What's this? The Miracles Way Over There yeah. by Smokey Robinson. And Johnny Cash, Get Rhythm from Sun Records. Wow. Now, I know we don't have a vinyl player. Yeah. But saw these in Detroit. Yeah. I know you like Johnny Cash, so I bought that. And then I was like, ha, Johnny Cash, Detroit doesn't really go together. Fair. So I thought I'd get you a Motown thing as well. Amazing. I thought they just look cool. They do, actually. They look like the old, for those not watching on the stream, they look like the original single pressings that, like, they would make, Mm. like Motown or Sun Records or whatever. But Wow. Thank you very much. And then someone else should be arriving tomorrow. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Mm. Awesome. But I guess your main birthday present. What's my and main? And the big news item for today. Oh. Vince McMahon's retired. It was the best birthday gift I could have asked Anyone for. Anyone could have asked for. As a wrestling fan. Uh, actually, one of my best friends, Shane, his birthday is a day before mine. Right. And actually, it's Triple H's birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy Triple birthday, H. Happy birthday, Trip. But my buddy, the day before, he is the biggest Triple H fan I, mm. I know. Like, I'm talking, he's, he never, he, during the reign of terror, he still loved Triple H. And he woke up to the news that Triple H was taking over WWE. He's like, what are the chances that it's <laughs> on his birthday and my birthday now? But yeah, wow. Uh, great birthday present for a wrestling fan. I mean, probably the biggest story in all of WWE of all time. I think so. I think so. I can't think of anything as big as this. Like, in the last, maybe, you know, because wrestling got a lot of eyes on it because of the Chris Benoit situation for sure is was huge yeah um and it's it's you can't really compare a guy murdering his whole family to a guy retiring for sure but from the wrestling landscape yeah this is equally as big I'd say it's crazy and uh and I think some good moves I mean we've we've been covering this story I know I said a couple of weeks ago, I can't see anything really happening. I, I kind of felt it was going to blow over at some point. But then more and more news was coming out. And it seemed at the end it was inevitable. He had to pull himself from the company. And the changes already that have been made, like Steph, Nick Khan in charge, Triple H, head of talent relations and creative, is already a step in the right direction. Yeah. Are we going to see... It's going to take time, I think, before we see big changes um but and obviously they're still kind of gearing towards SummerSlam, so i can't really see anything happen until uh after. after that yeah um but i think it's it's positive news and it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes we're gonna get yeah i mean it's the again it's the biggest story this guy's been the head boss in charge of everything. Mm. You know, if, if you've been to a wrestling show and he's come out, you've probably bowed to him. You know, like we've been following anything related around WWE. It's all tied to him. My whole life I've been watching wrestling. It's because of 
because of him. He's done a lot of good for this industry and made wrestling exactly what it is. And it's it feels like it's in a little bit of a boom period again right now just because there's so many different outlets and stuff. But I'd say he was the one who definitely obviously put, brought it to the forefront. You know, Hulkamania and all that, like, made this thing so big and powerful. And I'd say in the past... I'd say even more than t- 10 years. In the past, like, 20 years, I guess, as a fan watching, you kind of be like, oh, I wonder if Triple H is ever going to take over. They did it that angle on Raw, like, how many years ago where he's like, you're not needed anymore. And then yeah. Vince does the fake cry and walks off. And then everyone's like, is this legit? Nah. No. He's just doing it for storyline. Well, like, why? Uh, obviously, a lot of wrestling fans who are a lot more, uh, I don't know, maybe not as uh, nice as me and you would maybe say... I can't wait for Vince McMahon to die because wrestling's going to be great again. I think that's the thing, though, and I, I think that's such a like morbid thing to say. But I think it's we've all seen this character for all these years, and the guy is what turning seventy-seven. I think that's the only way we saw him leaving this company is through death, and that's what like people close to him have said. Like right. Bruce Pritchard on his show has already said, like Vince will keep going, like until. Until he can't, he can't, anymore. can't do this anymore. And well, he can't anymore because Vince screwed. Vince, Vince. screwed Vince. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's it's just so crazy. In the span of like a few hours. Well, in the span of a few weeks. I mean, the Wall Street Journal thing comes out, and a lot of people were like, "Okay, like, is this enough to crack Vince McMahon?" The guy comes out on TV. He says, "Then now together forever." And fuck him. <laughs> and then fuck him. Yeah, which is like okay. And then as soon as the the tweet came out saying, "I'm retiring." Everyone assumed, okay, there must there must be more to this story coming out, or maybe they they had to have done. This is the only possible way to continue, and I clearly that's what happened. I'm sure we won't be seeing him in a role in WWE until what they put him in the Hall of Fame or something like that in a few years. This year, next I, I, year. I mean, I think all of that. You've got to. It's got to be time. Yeah. You know, like you've got to wait for things to blow over, and maybe. That is unfortunately something that might happen after he passes. Right. That he's inducted. I don't know. It's like you feel you can't have a Hall of Fame without Vince McMahon in it. Right. No matter what it's he's WWE. Done. Yeah. Like it's 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 he's the he is the WWE. Of this, right. Yeah. Like uh, to use a Roman phrase, but like it's it's interesting. I mean, you could you could say he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm leaving. I'm fine. Stephanie Triple H. Good luck, take over, and every, that's how it looks. And then every time Triple H is in a meeting, he's got to go, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go with that. Hold on one sec. Okay, Vince, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he not just going to do that? Like, well, he's sending that-, that thing to everyone. I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, I'll be watching, meaning I'll tell you what to no, do. No, but, like, he has, like, no power with yeah. that. Like, sure, he's still a majority shareholder, but, like, it's he's not got anything to do with that anymore. Yeah, like, family dinners. Is he going to be like, okay, Paul, I saw what you did on Raw. And I did not like that. You you put a guy over? Who's this Johnny Gargano character you're pushing? I didn't see any interference in all two hours of Raw. What's going on? Too and many what? people had two names on this show. What's with that? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be watching and critiquing everything. I think they're kind of the things I think we'll start seeing sooner is the lack of rematches, the lack of 50-50 booking. Yeah, Mickey Mouse The booking. lack of, like... DQ finishes. I think they're the kind of things because hearing all these reports coming out, it's Vince would book a match thinking it's a great idea and people would remind him, oh, we did that like last week and the week before. And he'd be like, ah, whatever. So I, I think that that kind of quality control, I would hope, is going to improve. I'm not going to say right away it's like suddenly snap your fingers and Johnny Gargano 
is beating Roman for the title and facing Champa at WrestleMania or whatever. Right. Not saying right away, but I think you are going to start slowly seeing like changes. And I think if we can start with, you know, 50-50 booking, DQ finishes, rematches, that, that would improve it already. And uh, what I found interesting is, um, I think it was Vic Joseph mentioned on NXT this week about, uh, Tommaso Ciampa's promo after Raw. Um, so I went and like looked it up. And I think that's something we've noticed when we kind of put Raw on in the background. It's Ciampa would be having a match and would almost it would almost be as if the camera's not on him. <laughs> like he'd yeah. win a match somehow and then it would cut to the Miz or whatever. And it's almost trying to ignore that he's there. And uh, did you see this promo at all? No. He was, it was one of the online things. He was backstage with Miz and Maurice. And basically was like the Miz was the Miz was asked a question about Logan Paul and Champa was like, I got this and was basically saying, like, WWE is my home. This is a guy, the Miz, who got kicked out of the locker room years ago, but he kept fighting because he wanted this to be his home. And now you come in after like a cup of coffee and you think you deserve to be on these posters and everything and he goes, You don't belong here and all this. And it was I mean, we know Champa's a fucking great promo. But this is something, okay, granted this wasn't on TV, but the fact that they filmed it, they're saying it on NXT to go right. and check this out. Already it's like, okay, Champa feels already more significant than he did a week ago, where they were like pretending he didn't even exist. Yeah. And even The Miz, after like he cut this promo, was like, it's pretty good. Pretty good. No matter what you say, you're not tricking me into watching The Miz <laughs> and Raw. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe that is... So, I mean, if you're... If you're Anyone who was Triple H's, like, boy, mm. in, meaning NXT, NXT, like, you know, he helped him kind of pop a, pop a Triple H, pop a H. Wouldn't you kind of be like, all right, I'm probably in a well, better... I, I mean, I think Gargano <laughs> is in a fantastic position yeah. right now. Um, I would say, be curious if this happened. I've been reading some of kind of Sean Ross Sapp's reports on Fight for when he hasn't yeah. named names. But to me, it looked quite clear two AEW names he was talking about being like oh well if this happened a few months ago a few months ago things could be different I imagine Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly would absolutely still be here uh, and Tony Khan Tony Khan making it real clear in some interviews I think today or yesterday like yeah I got these guys till like 2027 I got these guys signed for five years yeah like it's it's gonna be more of a battle now because I think um, I think they are the kind of guys Triple H is gonna push and I think there are there are people in 2.0. I, I don't think that means give up on a Bron Breaker by any no, means. No. Like, I think there are some some good talents coming through the PC that uh, are going to be great. But I, I think you're going to start seeing, I think, your your champers maybe getting a bit more of a, a chance on the yeah. main roster and it not being such a hang-up. Um, I think maybe give guys a little bit more than the two-week experiment and then pulling the plug on it right away. Um I th- at least that's my hope, and I'm saying that because we've seen that over the years during Triple H's NXT. Yeah. We've seen these people rise through the ranks, and, you know, that was when NXT was network especially, and I'd still say, like, I'd still say more, s- still with this 2.0, I still think they kind of focus on long-term storyline, storytelling, whether storytelling's good or not, that's another thing, but I think they still focus on that a bit more than the main roster has. So... Yeah, I I have kind of faith, but I'm not going to say 
it's going to make Raw watchable immediately. Yeah. But this time next year would be interesting. Like, if you were to put a Raw from a year from now compared to a Raw two weeks ago, would you see much of a difference? Yeah, look, I mean, the easy thing to say is, like, Triple H is going to take over. He's going to make it, you know, the way he his vision, and he's going to be more, more modern and more current and be more kind of down to earth. He's going to push more of the smaller guys and different characters and take kind of more risks and stuff. But... I feel like if we've been doing a show for covering NXT for so, so many years, and when he kind of was in his, before AEW, he was like getting those alternative, like mm. the fans who were sick of all that shit, like five plus seven years ago, whatever. And I feel like if given a chance like that, maybe he would be able to make it more modern. I'm not saying, you know, the Logan Pauls or these, these like, celebrities that they're bringing in and, and, and thing is, is a bad idea. Personally, I, I hate it. I don't like it. But is, is that something they're just going to stop doing? No, they're going to continue doing it. It's world wrestling. And they've they, been doing that since yeah. WrestleMania 1. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're always bringing in names and things like that to bring uh, publicity. But when it comes to like actually making it kind of a wrestling show again and making it, you know, like you said, the stories matter, the matches matter, every outcome matters and things like that. I think it will go in that direction just because that's what he's, he's kind of been doing. We've, we've watched the success of, of Triple H leading like a product that was pretty good. I know not everyone watched NXT in kind of that heyday and stuff, but a lot of the stuff he, he did was good. And I, I think he does still have like this like passion as almost like as someone who's had such a crazy career in this, in this industry, but he's still like a fan. He still like understands, I, you know? I think as well, cause with the, obviously people will bring up marrying Stephanie McMahon is a big part of it. Of course. But you hear like right from day one, Triple H was someone who was like asking to be in meetings, asking to go through his, his character and stuff like that. And from these reports are like, he wants that open door with talent and people to have more say in what they're doing yeah. or give more input. I, I think you could see, getting away from more of the the characters as in you're a viking you're like think think nxt in its heyday like it was just people were who they were like kevin owens nakamura as soon as nakamura goes to main roster he's an artist the artist shinsuke nakamura i think you're going to see less of that and see more of people just being them and then because that's what triple h is triple h was never i mean you go back to the Hunt Hearst Helmsy stuff, sure. But main Triple H is just a guy amped up to 11. He likes you know? Motorhead. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not like a... He's not literally a game, is he? He's right. not Jumanji like Triple H. Yeah, that's... Yeah, as someone who's, who's, you know, watched wrestling for a long time, I have not had interest in a Raw or SmackDown at, like, a long time. It's got to be five years where I have not given a shit of course there's like pay-per-views and and matches and stuff like that but i I, there's there's no real connection i've found for for myself so someone who just turned 31 i find much more connected to like an AEW because i feel like that's just what they're gearing towards where wwe maybe they're still going for that kids or family or I, i i don't know what it is like it feels like a whole lot of things that obviously works for them in ratings and stuff like that but I feel now if you were to, like you said, in a year from now, will there be like differences in, in six months? Will there, will you start to see like a change, different characters, the way people are presented and stuff like that? Something I liked when I watched NXT, the first episode of NXT 
on USA Network when they moved and we started a Patreon and all that stuff. But the first thing you saw on that episode on USA of NXT was Io Shirai. Mm. And I was like, man, that's a big, that's a huge thing. And I feel like, obviously, I just want to see Io Shirai on the main roster. That's another person right there. Mm. Triple H is going to go, no, no, no. We need to keep her, make her star right now. We'll be over as fuck. But like, I, I'm, I'm used to seeing like how, how they kind of treat a lot of, wrestlers, I was going to say characters, they are characters. And and I feel like going forward, maybe that will start to change. Maybe you will start to see more focus on that. Maybe right now, Sasha Banks is like, oh, actually, now I'm coming back because that was the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think you'll see that with a lot. I, I wouldn't be surprised seeing some of those releases coming back in. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt fan in the world, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Bray Wyatt showing up again. Sure. As you mentioned, Sasha, Naomi, perhaps. Yeah. Don't know what the deal is there. Like still no one else has really reported that they've, they're gone apart from what Raj Giri. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be better. And, and I think talent are going to like already seem happier from reports that are out there and things. It's just like, again, nothing could change and it could be the, the same thing. But like now as a fan, it just, it's like a new chapter, a new slate, you know, mm. like when you look, if you're a new wrestling fan, you know, you got into it, you know, the, the different eras, right? The attitude era, the eighties, the early nineties that we didn't really know what was going on. You know, all that stuff, ruthless aggression, the live era, reality area, whatever. It's like, this is a new one right here. And it's, it hopefully starts. And I, I think just the fact that, like Triple H is someone who uh, knows what's going on in the world. You know, like Vince, I don't think watches no. TV or movies no. or stuff. Like, so there's so much that he's just kind of at, like out of touch with. Whereas I think uh, Triple H should hopefully have, I mean, we've seen it with NXT when it was at its highest. Um, and I'd be, they announced today that what WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philly. Philly. That's not too far from here. That would be like something where I'd hope would get me back to going to WrestleMania. Sure. You know, Philly, we got a lot of friends kind of in that area and it could be a completely different product yeah. by then yeah. from what we're used to. Ex- exactly. Gargano Champer in Philly. Hell in a Cell, finally. The final, the finally, finally getting that Hell in a Cell. Finally getting that yeah. Hell in a oh, Cell. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, Triple H gets one time to book a Mania again. That'll be his main event. Yeah. Just Champa Gargano again. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that you can, like, say that Triple H will go into his, his ways. But, I mean, a lot of those guys, he gave all these guys his secrets. How to look at the hard cam. Mm. How to, you know, work the entrance and stuff and do all these things. And now they're off doing it for Warner. So it's like in a few years, you could see a lot of these people jump back over. Oh, I, I think so. Forbidden Door, WWE, AEW, let's go. Book it. <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, we've known like Triple H has tried in the past to do stuff with like New Japan, New Japan and things. Um, that would be interesting. I mean, not necessarily saying an AEW New Japan yeah. show, but maybe like, hey, if you want to get, you know, Usos versus Young Bucks at a WrestleMania weekend on like some show. independent show of both. That's I'd say that's more possible. I mean, we're pipe dreaming here. But yeah, yeah. It's more possible than it was a week ago, for sure. I mean, Triple H called them a pissant company, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. That Hall of He's Fame. He's working. Yeah, he was working, working the, the whole thing. He was ready to jump ship. 
<laughs> and then Vince jumps ship first, so now yeah. he just gets a hold of the ship. Like, all right, okay. So, so, so Stephanie, Triple H, Jeff Jarrett are all running <laughs> this shit. This is TNA WWE from like 2000. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's so weird. Triple, like it, it's so weird that going forward, Vince McMahon won't be some. Like I'm sure they'll always talk about it and they'll always say good things about him. Just the the clip of Stephanie on SmackDown was like, okay, all right, thank I, you, Vince. I just find the whole thing like interesting looking back. Uh, over the last year, because Vince hasn't been a TV personality for quite a while. Like he'd do the like o- the way he was, yeah. Yeah, he'd do the odd appearance here and there, and then you go to like November Survivor Series, he brings out this fucking egg, right? That was some of the and worst suddenly, shit I've ever seen. And suddenly he's back on TV. He's doing this stuff with Theory. You've got Shane leaves in January. You've got Vince having the Pat McAfee interview when he hasn't done an interview for years. Years. You have uh, Vince having a match at WrestleMania. Vince taking a stunner from Stone Cold Steve he Austin. He knew, bro. At WrestleMania. He knew he was out. You then have uh, like Triple H kind of removed from NXT. Well, obviously the health issues and stuff. Stephanie steps down. These reports come out. It's, yeah. it's like, it feels like he kind of knew the writing might be on the wall. And it's like one last hurrah. Yeah. Um, Better take a stunner one more time. Exactly. And as shit as I can. <laughs> the most famous stunner ever now, I probably. So, yeah. Uh, he knew. I, something. He had to be tipped off. I can't wait for Dark Side of the Ring to finally get back together and make a whole series. Season what, four? Season five? Mm. Vince McMahon. The whole, the whole season. The rise and fall of Vince McMahon. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. It's, Exclusive to Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so interesting that, like, yeah, going forward, we won't have to... Again, unless he's literally telling Steph uh, over the walkie-talkie, over the phone, via text, via Slack, hey, uh, I didn't like what you did with Theory this week. Can you make sure he's... But, I mean, only out of, like, respect to him, they can be like, okay, cool. Yeah, Theory should be champ. Get a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Get a hobby. Dave Meltzer and and John Pollock did an amazing show. Uh, Go on their YouTube post-wrestling, but... Uh, Dave Meltzer just told Vince McMahon to get a hobby. <laughs> I mean, that guy's been covering Vince McMahon forever. That's his. That's been his job, yeah. covering this guy. And now it's like, what does he do? Yeah, <laughs> get a hobby, watch AEW. <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, it's interesting times as a fan. I mean, again, I think this is is the biggest story. This guy has been running this thing, and if it is in fact he's not, then yeah, hopefully things do change. Maybe things do get current. Uh, Something tells me bringing in Bad Bunny, whenever that was, wasn't Vince McMahon's original idea. You know, like... Well, he, uh, who, how would he fucking know exactly, Bad Bunny Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like... Logan Paul as well. Exactly. Like, they know that they can be current and modern, but actually, like, call me crazy, but I like wrestling because I like wrestling. So maybe that will start to change. They have crazy crop of talent on their roster right now, none of them being used properly. Uh, you mentioned the Viking guys. I mean, their names are like Steve and Mike. So, like, who gives a fuck about these guys? Change their names back. That's a thing you could start doing. Yeah. And, and you know, start making things a bit different. I am excited as a fan. I, I'm not saying I'm going to start tuning into Raw every week, but I will be seeing, I will be looking online and listening to Review I, I think, and- the, I mean, certainly when it's come, I think the a lot of people have kind of said, when it, and I'm one of them, when it comes to the pay-per-views and they're just allowed to wrestle bell to bell, pretty good. Yeah. I thought WrestleMania was pretty good this yeah. year. Yeah. I think the part of SummerSlam should be pretty good. Um, so the actual wrestling isn't the problem. It's all the shit around it that's yeah. been the problem for so, so long. So it's uh, hopefully only going to be a positive. We're going to get Poppy back. 
Get pop, yeah, poppy, poppy for every theme. More, more Motorhead. More Motorhead retro because he was he was doing those retro rock songs for a yeah. bit, which was which always gets over. But yeah, more skulls. Raw will be black and gold. Yeah, SmackDown too. Why not? <laughs> um, it has just been reported as well that the uh, the Vince riddle, McMahon is back. <laughs> no, the the riddle Seth match has been pulled from SummerSlam. Um, due to they did like an injury angle on Raw, oh. uh, but I'm not sure if I'm trying to find out more whether he is legit injured. Um, that'd be a nice little opportunity for Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Gargano versus Seth Rollins. Seth should be just open challenge every pay per view to bring someone back. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, now's the time. Strike, strike with. I mean, he he looks like the kind of smartest guy right now, Johnny Gargano. Don't Johnny Gargano's chilling, being like now. I'll be a dad. I'll be a kid. I'll be a dad for a bit. Candace too. Yeah. Like Candace is another one. We haven't, you know, obviously again, they just had a kid, but like down, I think they're two big, big stars. I know they have their, their people. There's people out there who despise Johnny Gargano and it just, cause they, yeah, he's such a small guy, man. I watch his stuff. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't, doesn't matter unless you put an octopus on your head, you know, <laughs> um, I think this changes everything. And it is so interesting to see where this goes, to see where, where, WWE can go. I mean, again, they've become this boom. Like, Vince McMahon has succeeded in making WWE, like, known to everybody. If you know, like, 10 people who say they don't watch wrestling, they at least know what WWE is. They know something about Vince McMahon. They know, like, things here and there. And it's it's because of, like, what mm. they this machine that they've, they've built and everything. And going forward, this is, like, the next step in it. And, like, in, in 10 years, in 20 years, it would be interesting to see, like, where this goes. Is this company going to be sold? Is Disney going to finally buy it? Is NBC going to buy it? Yeah. Is it going to like Peacock exclusive? All, there's so many different like questions and things that will be answered in, in the future. But will things change right away? Probably not. Well, what's cool as well is this TV 14 thing. Yeah. If it, if it is happening. Sure. I feel a lot better with like Triple H doing that than just, oh, a TV 14? Let's have women with the tits out and say shit on TV. <laughs> Which is kind of what I... Vince it would, would be, yeah. you know. Um, I feel it would be a bit like just more, yeah, a more mature show that doesn't treat me like I'm fucking six. Yeah, yeah. NXT 2.0 has been doing that route where it's like they push the envelope, they let Von Wagner say shit, but they censor it. They, you know, they they flaunt like kind of oh, relations. Censored for you? The one I watched, he didn't oh, say no, shit. It was, it was yeah. Oh, Von BT said shit. He said shit. Damn. I, I feel like yeah. Rest, maybe rest. This is the best thing for wrestling. Ten years ago, you've been like Triple H running wrestling. Uh, remember CM Punk pipe bomb mm. when Vince dies. Triple H is bonehead son-in-law. Like now, I think a lot of people's changed their tune on that. Yeah. Like, oh wait, actually, let's give him the ball. Let's give him the pen for a sec. Let's see what he can do. Triple H and Jeff Jarrett gonna have the craziest. Oh God, fucking tag team and creative roles and all this stuff cr- coming up with stuff. It's unfortunate Triple H can't wrestle anymore because you know he'd be booking. Like storylines within oh yeah other dudes and stuff, but he's had his time in the sun and now he's gonna be the the one to run this. And I'm 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 excited as a wrestling fan, but I will say things won't change right away. But now that you're you're saying Johnny Gargano could show up at <laughs> SummerSlam, we're one step away from Johnny main eventing WrestleMania in Philly. Book it. Let's do it. You heard it here first. Wow, the times they are a changing. Well, shall we get into some NXT 2.0? I mean, I guess. Let's do it. NXT 2.0 from July 26th, 2022. Um, 
We start the show. Vic says, it's been a newsworthy few days in WWE, but let's kick things off with a woman who made the headlines last week. Said absolutely no one. <laughs> so apparently it goes like Vince McMahon and then Zoe Stark. Yeah. The Zoe Stark news. Who? Uh, she comes out, says it feels so good to be back in this ring. I've had a lot of insecurities about coming back. Will they remember who I am? I've been living in that trainer's room and busting my ass, and I'm back four months ahead of schedule. And hearing my music hit and your reaction last week was incredible. And now I'm number one contender, but standing in my way is toxic attraction. The ones who took me out and almost took my career away from me. Well, I'm going to take that NXT championship from Mandy Rose. Uh, This is where we see Cora Jade, who's on the perch, all in black. She's a baddie now. She says, I'm so happy you're back, said no one ever. And she starts mocking Zoe like, I'd like to thank my personal trainer and my protein shake. And Zoe just cuts her off and says, last time I saw you, I threw your scrawny ass over the top rope. And Cora's making excuses, saying there were 19 women ganging up on her. And if it was a fair fight, she would have won. And you stole my moment, just like Roxanne stole my moment. And Zoe says, you disrespected a title. A title that I held proudly, as she threw the the NXT tag titles in the trash. She said, you threw it away like a piece of trash. That title is not a piece of trash. You are a piece of trash. (laughs) And Cora says she did more in one week with that title than Zoe ever did. And this is where Mandy... Toxic Attractions music hits. Mandy says, uh, I'm like fed up of all this. I want to win. No, I want to win. Well, when it comes to me, I always win. And tomorrow I will be the fourth longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. Goodbye, Bailey. Goodbye, Charlotte. Goodbye, Raquel. And as of tomorrow, Paige Toodaloo. So put some respect on my name. Uh, Zoe asked for her to put the title on the line tonight. And Gigi steps up and says, I'll fight you tonight and put you back on the shelf. And your dream of being NXT Women's Championship will be just that, a dream. So that sets up the match for later tonight. Gigi Dolan versus Zoe Stark. And kind of setting up a little feud between Zoe and Cora, as well as a title match between Zoe and Mandy. We've seen here in NXT, or just wrestling in general, if you're a squeaky clean skater girl baby face... The second you turn heel, you're going to wear all black, got black makeup, black pants, tights, any, everything black, and you're just, you're just way more mean like that. You're mean and out. Yeah. Uh, she, she's t- like this hot take. She's already out meaning Toxic Attraction. She's already like, ma- like just murdering Zoe Stark here, but saying like, no one cares about you. <laughs> I think the thing, the way these, uh, these, Tag titles have been treated. She's kind of not wrong. Yeah. She's made these n- more newsworthy in one week than, like, I completely forgot about the Zoe Stark tag She, she could have said, like, what she said without saying it is, Zoe, when I was champ, I made this, this story. I threw it in the trash. It's more yeah. relevant than ever. When you were champ, you were having sushi with Io Shirai. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you were carrying Io's bags, is what she should have said. I thought, uh, I think some of Cora's lines, and I found this last week as well, a little cheesy yeah like the this is my moment and stuff we've right. seen that so many times but i i do think she's uh she's embracing this heel character i thought zoe um was a little shouty at points yeah but i still think probably the most 
personality we've seen out of her. And she did seem like genuinely like happy to be back. And, yeah, the, yeah. and the crowd gave her a good reaction, but just, yeah, got a little, you know, Dolph Ziggler screaming. She was screaming. Point. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought Mandy sounded good here. I kind of liked her composure and I liked the, uh, the lines going through all the past champions that she's now. She's going to beat Paige. She's going to beat Paige. Whoa. Wild. Uh, but they set up a lot here. I didn't. I didn't mind this as an opening. We didn't get Cora Jade with her new manager, General Zod. What's who's her manager now? Did you see this? Oh, she did a house, a show. house show. They did some loops. General Which, Zod. <laughs> what's the guy's Is name? It Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. <laughs> Neil Neil to Aziz. Um, yeah, apparently he's been walking out to the ring at the house shows. So there you go. She's got a manager coming soon. All right. I bet we see him on TV soon. Maybe. I, I don't know why. Has just a weird moment backstage with Apollo where you're like, don't I, <laughs> Do don't I know, know you? you? Want to jam? Want to play some drums? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you. I would would say it, it's kind of like what? AJ Lee and Biggie Langston kind of vibe maybe? Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess in a weird way. Cool. Uh, so, I mean, to be honest, there's... Not much more that dude can do than just be that, muscle. That's why I'm not that someone. excited. I wish it was so someone else. But it's like, you don't need to see him wrestle. Yeah. Just Beat be seven foot tall and scary. Sure. And especially with Cora, who's tiny. Like, But it's like, he's not going to beat up the women attacking her. So it's kind of like... Ah, it's new era now. New era. <laughs> Intergender attacks are allowed. Roxanne Perez versus Commander Aziz. Book it. Zoe Stark. wave. <laughs> well, no, we'll talk about okay. that in a bit. <laughs> um, we go backstage to Grayson Waller, who's talking directly to the camera. It's almost like Aaron Sorkin-esque, like walking down the corridor as the, the camera's on him. Yeah. Uh, he says, hey, idiot, talking to me. Stop <laughs> sitting on your phone waiting for, for your hoe to call you back. Yep, talking to me. Uh, he did say ho, right? He said ho. Okay, the new era of PG-14 is officially on. Because <laughs> I... Uh, I Rewound it to make sure I heard correctly. That's what we call each other yeah. when we're not, you know, on TV. Mm. But he said, you're waiting for your hoe to call you back. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Interesting. He goes, well, sit on your fat ass and watch me straight up embarrass Wesley, just like you embarrass yourself every time you look in the mirror. Um, Jeez. I think Waller is, like, genuinely very unlikable, which is you don't say. a good trait to have. Like, I get, like, the, like, Logan Paul unlikability. Like, I can't imagine this guy as a baby face at all. But he does need cooler lines. Because yeah. his yeah. lines are often like, you're ugly. You're stupid. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've got to be a bit better than that. But he does have a face you want to punch. So I think that's a, a good thing going for him. It's the best trait he's got. His punchable face. Yeah. I mean, it's, you need bad guys. But just, he needs to work on, his promos, I'm always just like, yeah, you, you sound like a dick. You look yeah. like a dick, but just, hey, idiot. Yeah. You're, you're, you're ugly. You're embarrassed when you look in the mirror. It's like, okay. See, that's what, that's what I've been saying about this guy for, for a while. And I know it's so easy to say he's like an MJF knockoff because he's just trying to like call people ugly and all that mm. stuff. But it's like he doesn't say anything that's usually very funny. He doesn't have anything that likes like sticks. His fucking catchphrase, his T-shirt, which I don't even think they actually sell. His Titan Sean, the Grayson Waller effect. Mm. That's the best shit you can come up with, mm. dude. Give me ten minutes and I'll write you like a whole 
series of catchphrases. Have you seen our merch? Like, like how hard yeah. is it to come up with things? And that's the best thing you can, you can come up with. That's why I'm always like, ah, I don't really see it. I could see this guy in WWE, modern day WWE, because that's exactly what I feel every other person sounds like there. So mm. like, he still just does not, does not hit for me. And I, I still feel he's playing this, like, I know you're from the real world and stuff, but he's playing this, like, bad guy that doesn't come across, like, the most, like, you, you feel, you know, when you watch your, your, your comedy movies and stuff, there's always, like, a bad guy, I'm sure, or action movie or whatever, but he feels like one of the secondary characters you meet in the first five minutes of the mm-hmm. movie that you go, like, you're going to get shit in your face later in the movie. You're not yeah. the main, you, no one cares about you, really, because you're not, mm. you're not that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we see Tony D with the family. Who says, uh, I, d- I didn't quite catch all of this, but he's talking about uh, s- to Stax. Remember that time when you shot down Carmine? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? wait, what? <laughs> Stax. He's, uh, ju- he's just bigging up the family here. He's saying that he's, he's kind of proud of Legado and Electra. They've been stepping up, executing his vision. But loyalty isn't a one-way thing. And tonight we go into that eight-man tag and crack some skulls. Diamond Mine, you can think this is personal, but it's just business. Tony D business. Carmine. I want to know what happened to Carmine. Listen to our Goodfellas review coming out uh, this week on our Patreon, because we'll learn about how Stax got his name Stax. Yeah. (laughs) So who who do you think uh, is who in, like, who's who's Joe Pesci out of the family here? Uh... I don't know. Was it two dimes? Is that why he's gone? He was just too hot? <laughs> he was just too hot, yeah. Yeah, m- maybe. No, I'd say two dimes was more Ray Liotta's character. Okay. Uh, okay. It, in the end, it was the... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that. I'm trying to think. Tony must be De Niro. Yeah. Tony, Tony D'Angelo is Jimmy in Goodfellas. Yeah. Because he's like, you know... Yeah. I, guess, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um... I wonder, uh, yeah, so they mentioned that they killed someone, Carmine. His commentary later will be like, yo, what the fuck what happened, happened to Carmine? Carmine? And Wade Barrett goes, ah, well, Carmine wasn't a WWE superstar. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't need to worry about it. We see Grayson Waller versus Wes Lee up next. Uh, they both start off kind of trading some sort of lucha style arm drags. Uh, Waller rolls through with a pin attempt and then catches Wes with a big kick to the gut. Uh, Wes comes back with a head scissors and drop kick, sending Waller out the ring, and then uh, catches Waller with a big super kick on the floor. Uh, during the commercial break, it's all Waller. He hits his big twisting backbreaker, um, and followed by a sit-out spinebuster for a two-count. And Waller's just all over Wesley here, talking trash, uh, kind of just kicking him down in the face, just bullying him here. Wes starts to fire back up and fights back with some chops and jabs. Hits a big bulldog. And is now just like punching down on Wes and commentary bring up that he's got to be careful because he could be DQ'd here. Um, Waller then strings him up on the ropes, but Lee comes back with a tope to a cedar. Um, Wes then climbs up the top rope, but Waller pushes him off to the floor. The referee starts to make the count. And as Wes Lee is on his feet, someone in a mask and a hood in front row wearing boxing gloves Uh punches Wes in the back of the head but the ref doesn't see Wesley's struggling to make it back into the ring on before the 10 count makes it just in on nine but is hit immediately by that rolling stunner and Grayson Waller picks up the win 
I feel like that's the basis of Grayson Waller setting up his matches. All right, so you're going to get punched. You're going to barely make that count, and that's how I hit that damn move. It makes more sense when yeah. it's that way. Every time he comes up, they're creative yeah. ways. I'll give it that to him, but that's definitely how he does it. Uh, I, I, I didn't mind some of the stuff. Again, Grayson Waller can wrestle. Mm. Uh, he does this really cool... People in AEW do it. The fireman carry into like a sp- sit-out spine buster. That always looks good. Uh, poor the, the 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 issue. I'm just I, I'm just being a butt hurt fan. I'm like the story is Wesley still should be kind of elevated above this. I think at this point, but I think the story is getting away from Waller and still sticking with Trick and Carmelo, right? But wouldn't you want to like big up Wes? You could have had him now. He's already well, been tricked once. This he, furthers the story with yeah. Uh, He's already been tricked. Like fool me once, you know, shame yeah. on you, kind of thing. So it, now it's happened twice. You well, can't I, get fooled again. I imagine the. <laughs> I imagine the match with uh, Trick, the rematch, will be at uh, Heatwave. I would think. Right. Okay. And then I would think he'd beat him and then start going for Melo. Yeah. Um, I enjoy. I think Waller's actually had some pretty good matches recently on NXT. He had the match with Carmelo, which really delivered, and I thought this was pretty good. And I, I quite like the Wesley Trick story. And I, I didn't actually, as far as kind of interference finishes go, I thought this was a little bit more creative. I didn't actually notice him until the punch, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck yeah, was that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was a bit better than usual. Uh, uh, after the match, he he gets in the ring and stands over Wes. Uh, just like taunting and I love his was it his hat or his shirt that says Trick Willie because that's Trick what he Willie, called yeah. himself uh, Trick's improved so I mean like sure give the rematch but at this point my, my, my issue is you kind of made Wes look dumb again and again and again mm. so maybe get get that win back and I think he'll get the win yeah and then go for the North American sure um, we go to the schism made up of Joe Gacy and the dyad um, rip fucking Tucker, I don't know, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Wilson, Tucker Knight, Mr. Wilson, Rip. Yeah, um, you've got, sorry, James Drake and Zach Gibson. With what? their shaved beards. Shaved beards, their... their contacts, so different colored eyes, this creepy smile. They're doing the Mr. Burns hand thing. Um, dressed like Joe Gacy as well in kind of the, the shirts. I was watching this this morning, and uh, my girlfriend was in the other room playing Switch, and then she like came in to grab something and looked up at the screen while these three were on the screen, and she heard them go, we're here to make everything all-inclusive. And she she turned to me and said, babe, you watch some weird shit, but that, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? And I went, no, it's okay, they're woke. And the I was like, ooh, this is definitely, like, this got to be the bottom of, some, the worst timing for a non-wrestling fan to walk in and go, yeah. what, are you, what are you watching right now? Is this like some... What are those those guys on TV who want your money at like five in the morning? This mm. is what this feels like. So they've uh, both. Uh, sorry, I'm going to have to find the name. Rip, Rip Fowler, <laughs> Rip Fowler, and and I don't know. Fuck. I don't. I was don't it know. Some Jagger, Jagger, Mick Jagger, and Rip Mick, Fowler. <laughs> Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, Jagger. It was Jagger. Jagger, Rip Fowler, and Jagger Reed. There we go. Jagger Reed. <laughs> so. Uh, They've now kind of neutralized their accent a little. Um, like, Gibson yeah. is very less Scouse. They're kind of going for more of an RP, uh, like, kind of neutral British accent there. Okay. Um, they say they've got rid of the past, changed their lives for the better. Um, uh, Gacy says he can be that important father figure to Cameron Grimes. <laughs> All he has to do is open up and come under the schism's tree. Uh, uh, 
this just I, I've hated the Joe Gacy thing for a long time. Yeah. And I just think these guys, Gibson and and Drake, like I know Drake isn't the talker, but I've always enjoyed the little he does say and yep. when he's just reacting off of Gibson, I think he's very good at that. And Gibson is a tremendous promo and just seeing these guys with this gimmick, it's just square peg round hole for me. Yeah, I, I I know that we we talked about it last week. We've been following these guys for a long time, and I think that they had something that would that did work and could have worked on a bigger scale. WWE going all the way over to do shows in a castle when they don't have fucking UK stars because anytime they have a UK star, they change their name and made them a schism tree, and they make them a dog or whatever yeah. the fuck they're doing with all these people. So I did think that they were missing the the, the mark with the grizzled young vets because they just never were given that opportunity. Whenever they were, we would complain that they finally get put on TV and then they'd get squashed in like two Mm. minutes when it's like, no, these guys can actually put on like match of the year quality stuff. If given the chance, I think the pairing of them was so good. And now it's like, okay, you want it to work and you, you go, okay, well at least, Hey, now they are being put on TV it's not good, but like they're being used. Maybe it's a step to something that can work, but... And I felt it translated well. Obviously, it, it worked in the UK when they'd cut their promo walking to the yeah. ring. It worked in NXT when they yeah. were doing it. And I think I could have seen them on Raw I, in exactly the old gimmick, walking yeah. down the ramp, talking shit to their opponents. America sucks. We're British. Yeah. You guys suck. Soon Boom. to be new tag Done. champs. Dude. Yeah. It's, I, I think the old gimmick would have work perfectly and they've already outstayed their welcome in nxt yeah these guys know they know how to do tv they're better wrestlers than a lot of these people yeah they know how to wrestle they know how to wrestle for tv they know how to cut a promo yeah um they they're a cohesive team uh this just they they just look ridiculous and they, they look like i know i know they look like they were playing a part yeah. at, le- at least gacy somewhat owns it but just their smiles. They're making right them away. do the. Like, they're oh. all. They make. They make them do the Gacy hand pose behind him when he does it. So mm-hmm. they're like, like a cult. Like they're all doing the same gestures and things. It's just so. It's so hokey. It's mm-hmm. so campy. Like, have we not moved away from this? Yeah. And I know maybe they're going back to him being more because he does mention like we want an inclusive thing. I want. He's like Charles Mansoning in this mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I'm in charge of these these guys. They're my boys now or whatever. And they're trying to recruit Grimes to this cult. It's a whole. I will say, at least it's a similar to Axiom with the mask. If they ever want to get away from Axiom and just have him a kid again or whatever, it's easy to repackage because you're in a mask. All you need is these guys to actually see the light and break out. Oh, I've been in this cult this whole time. Take the lenses out and wear their scarves again. Drake and Gibson again. Yeah. Yeah. Soon to be recognized. Yeah. I, I, I did see them being an act that got over just simply because the wrestling was there anytime we've watched them. Uh, they were always really good. And Gibson is a good talker. Mm. In today's world, when I watch way too many people who aren't good talkers, mm. why aren't we having the good talkers talk? Yeah. So just find it odd. Like, I'm pretty sure I like Gibson's promos way more than anything Gacy's done. Yeah. Oh, so, me too. Like, and it, it's just, it's one of those bizarre things in, like, something Heyman was always great at is, you know, accentuate strengths and hide weaknesses. Fair. If a guy can talk, have him talk. If a guy can wrestle but can't talk, you get him a mouthpiece and you have him wrestle. Yeah. Like, it's, it shouldn't be that hard. It's really weird. But and these guys can do both. Just the, the visual of all three of them, I just laughed yeah. at. I'm like, who, who out here is watching this going, wow, this is it, guys. This yeah. is it. This is the next big thing in wrestling with these three right here. No. And it's to Stop. have a – it's to give – I feel it's to give Cameron Grimes 
another story who is a guy who's had every story he's needed go, to have. Yeah, this go, yeah, go away. Go to w- yeah. Go to SmackDown. Go to Raw. Maybe Triple H will bring him up. Yeah. We go to Ariana Grace, who's backstage with uh, the like lower card female talent. Yeah, the ones I can't really remember their names, yeah. but we've seen in um, tournaments and stuff. And she's watching on an iPad uh, her special moment last week when she made an elimination and then started posing on the apron before Indy Hartwell ruined it. And she basically says Indy's gear looks like shit as well. <laughs> And Uncalled for, but funny. Indy comes in and says, look, there are no timeouts in wrestling. Like, if I'd have been posing on the apron, you would have done the same to me, which it's true. Yeah. Like, I hate posing on aprons during Battle Royals. Um, she goes, this isn't basketball or a beauty pageant. Um, and Indy leaves and Ariana's like, ew, I don't like that negative energy. It feels like Ariana Grace's character is Tiffany Stratton light. Yeah, unfortunately, because you know what, uh, shining coming through a little bit. I'm like, okay, I see, I see something here with it's Santino's daughter. I'm mm. like, okay, I could see something. You, you, you're, you're comfortable on camera, but you're lean, you're already leaning towards Tiffany's thing. So they're pushing because she is well, like, a legit like beauty pageant, right? Uh, they're pushing that, but it's it's too much in the the bitchy mean girls thing, which is Tiffany's if thing, you, and yeah. Tiffany's been doing it great. You could you could almost have them like kind of like the bffs back in the day have them together you could have just had them together the like and just having uh like the random women who are sometimes with the baby faces going like oh yeah that sucked and now and then now the richie girls it's just i don't know i i thought i I didn't think the acting here from either indy or ariana's indy's just floating here so she's regressed yeah unfortunately we go to our next match apollo cruz versus zion quinn um, this has been set up over the last few weeks. Zion attacking Cruz, costing him his match against uh, Giovanni Vinci. Vinci. Um, and I noticed at the beginning of the match, the bell rings and Zion kind of turns away from from Apollo, kind of offering his back, which seemed a bit dumb because he then gets drop kicked in the face <laughs> when he turns around. Um, Quinn starts stomping down on Cruz, uh, hits a neck breaker and a kip up. Uh, Quinn then applies the money clip. Apollo fires back with a forearm, run, uh, starts running the ropes and runs into the crossed arms of Zion, um, which doesn't look as... When it's against like someone smaller like Wesley, it kind of works. Yeah. But when it's against Cruz, it's like, I don't think it would knock you down. Who used to do this? Uh, Ahmed Johnson? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot. Like, I'm surprised You're it took the ropes this long. You just make yourself a wall? Yeah, I'm surprised no one's really done this in, mm. in quite a long time. Uh, it, except... He's envisioning it. Zion Quinn's envisioning it at a WrestleMania, and he just stopped The Rock. Yeah, every time he's doing it, and it's, <sighs> I just knock this guy down. It doesn't look because Ahmed does the thing, and then he does like the like. No, it's yeah. over. I love that pose, but yeah, maybe this guy's still finding things out. Cruz hits a series of clotheslines and a really beautiful kip up here. Actually, yeah, like yeah. A snappy one. Uh, quick, uh, Quinn hits this spinning kind of Death Valley driver sort of thing. We've seen him do a couple of times for a two count. Cruz comes back with a backstabber and then just a huge one-handed spine buster picking up the win here. Uh, not using his toss powerbomb, but the, the spine buster. He's still figuring a name out for it, so he didn't want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> All these years. No, uh, a pretty quick match, yeah. which I was kind of happy for. Uh, Zion didn't necessarily look bad, but it helped this whatever story they're doing with Apollo being back in NXT. Get the, quick, get the easy win and go move on from this, I think. Yeah, I think... I think this was maybe one of Quinn's better 
matches. Yeah. I think it, we've often just seen him against smaller guys. So it was interesting seeing him against someone a bit bigger. Uh, obviously, Apollo Crews knows what he's doing. Um, I think Quinn still has quite a long way to go. Um, his facials are a little off-putting for me. It's, it's playing wrestler a little bit with his poses and, and kind of... I mean, he's very... Uh, play, yeah. after, after the match, he's look, looking like he's going to cry. Um, he's very play wrestler. He needs to... The character isn't quite working for me. This I know it's heel logic, but like I'm the star and everything, and this guy just loses all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. They need to do something, or he'll, he'll just be a, a bit a of a joke. Yeah, and a guy. He's like uh, I'm trying. Like he's like Tino Sabatelli, the new version of that. Sure. Yeah. Get ready, Ohio FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Uh, we get Toxic Attraction interviewed, and they bring up that three in three weeks, NXT Heat Wave yeah. is going to happen, and it will be Mandy against Zoe Stark. Mandy says that that match is going to be cancelled because Gigi is going to put her back in the hospital tonight. And this is where Saray walks in in her school uniform, and she says she wasn't in the Battle Royal last week because she was in the UK, and she wants her opportunity. And Mandy says, well, you know what? I still haven't forgotten what you did to me when you rearranged my face with that drop kick. So uh, she'll face her next week, non-title. Non-title. To uh, teach her a lesson. Did she say, how do you say no chance in that was, Japanese? I think JC said that. How do you say, yeah, no chance <laughs> No chance. Japanese. Um, is that the name of Vince McMahon's podcast with Conrad no Thompson? No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She also said, Saray, whatever version of you I'm going to face. So obviously the Sailor Moon yeah. type thing. Um, I don't mind them actually men- you know, bringing that up. They did not mention that. I, br- I brought it up. I was like, she was hey, on well- the graphic, then she was just quietly pulled from it. Yeah, so cool. Uh, I mean, she's probably not beating Mandy, but... No, so, and Saray's been off for a, a while now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, would, be glad to see her back in the mix. Would like to see the dropkick. But yeah, Heat Wave... NXT Heat Wave is happening. That was happen- an ECW. It show, was wasn't it? August sixteenth on a Tuesday night, so it's a Tuesday special. They'll be calling it NXT Heat Wave. Yeah, an ECW. Have we reviewed Heat Wave? We haven't. So, Sino okay. has been messaging me saying a good August show would be to to Makes- do one of the highest rated ECW pay per views 
Heat Wave 98. I think we've talked about some of the matches on Jerry it. Lynn RVD. Okay. I'm pretty sure is the one big match from Yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, well, there you go. You'll month. hear us do an actual Heat Wave. None of this NXT. <laughs> comparing ECW to... <laughs> I, I do kind of like that, though, that they Me bring too. back the old... And it's it's interesting. They go for the, uh, the old... WCW, ECW. Yeah. They've done retired WW. They've yeah. done Vengeance Day, haven't they, and stuff. But shout out Heat Wave. So um, uh, we'll be t- chatting about that. That's in three weeks. And Brandon Thurston reported today that uh, apparently the next NXT kind of premium live event is going to be the same day as All Out on September 4th. Great. <laughs> Fun stuff. It's meant to be my birthday that week. Davey's, Davey's birthday is the third. So that night's the card castle at the castle. At least that's during the day. That's a good pre-drink thing to have on so then we were gonna go out and then sunday we we're probably gonna have what people over or something i wonder if they'll do it during the day i'll tell you right now if they have the balls to go up against all out mm. we are doing heat the the nxt show on the monday yeah <laughs> i am not choosing this over all out. yeah i <laughs> it will be during the day i imagine it will be during the day i i think i think it would just be ludicrous to to go up against AEW. Someone right now is like, how could you say that? You guys are the NXT show. No, that's a stupid move on their part. It will, be be- it will be better for them to do it before that show. I mean, I don't... I mean, <laughs> is this just going to be a... Uh, like, in the CWC? Or will it be in the UK? In Cardiff. In the castle. Like, could they do a small venue in the UK? Yeah. Like, they'd probably get a better crowd. To be honest, maybe doing a NXT show over there, maybe bring you some of you Zach Gibson and Rip Fowler. Sorry, Rip Fowler and Mick Jagger. You got, I don't know. I mean, you've got your NXT UK people you can use. Yeah. And then you can put it in the afternoon and it would be better for me. <laughs> Just sounds better. If people are watching the Castle show on the Saturday during the day, all out at, at night, I mean, it would be pretty crazy to go. We've already seen TK beat NXT before. Mm. Pay per view, I don't know. Yeah, I just like it just not a pay per view. It doesn't make sense to pick that date, especially if it is in the PC when you could literally do it on any day. Like you own the building, you own the network. Like you can literally do it whenever. Why you'd pick that date? Yeah, very very strange. I mean, look, okay, more wrestling and and a premium live event. If they are are leaving the the CWC for this then like cool like that is something they need to be doing and works for them doing these house shows and loops and stuff clearly works for the talent Mm. and for everyone so like it would be cool to see them do that but yeah unfortunately if it is that day then it's like a lot of wrestling fans are choosing to watch that other show you know will they check this out it almost would do them good to do it in the day because it kind of would lead people into you have a you have a day of wrestling you know yeah Yeah, you make a you make a day of it uh yeah it's just wwe fans don't even watch nxt exactly you know so like i don't see like if us as long time nxt podcast like i'd rather watch all out not not doing it sorry i'm not even gonna pretend to lie to anybody i'm not would not do that if they did it you know at 2 p.m eastern time Mm. That would be sweet because then you could watch it and people would be – it would be a full day. It would be, wrestling fans are going to have a great day because yeah. it's like a full day. But if you're going to tell people to choose between watching Braun Breaker and uh, Joe Cruz. Gacy and Apollo Crews or whoever else against whatever you know is booked for that, like, sorry, no. Yeah. That's just not what people are going to be doing. Uh, so I am interested to see the news coming out of that, and I am hoping that they make it a during-the-day show because those are quite fun. You can hang out during the day, have some – 
you know, mimosas. Just watch some wrestling. And then at nighttime, that's when you crack out the claws and watch more wrestling. It's just gonna be a, Your birthday weekend is just going to be wrestling. Are you excited for the Clash of the Castle? It'll be fun to have one in the background, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, someone's corrected us that Heat Wave 98 is actually RVD and Sabu versus Hayabusa and Shinzaki, which that match is insane. Okay. So we are definitely doing that. Was one of the awesome, Mike Awesome... I feel like we did. Oh yeah, Tanaka, Mike, awesome. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll add that to the Patreon in August. And apparently the uh, the riddle injury is uh, kayfabe, and that the, it's just creative adjustments, and likely going to be at the clash at the castle instead. So you're saying there's a chance of Johnny Gargano <laughs> showing up at SummerSlam? He's going to wear Triple H inspired superhero gear. Mm. He's going to come out like Thor. Yeah. It'd be great. What, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, and Sasha around him for his entrance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'll how be Sasha comes back. Yeah, for sure. We see Solo Sokoa, who's walking in the streets. He says, Von Wagner, I give you props. You can strike, you can go, but you weren't straight up. We get a recap of the attack 11 days ago at SmackDown. And he says, so I see how you really want to play it. So let's keep it that way. In the ring, in the streets, your city, my city... Next week, you and me in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, kind of where we thought this was going. Some sort of street fight, Falls Count Anywhere. Street fight tonight. So so this is, they're not going to have this on SmackDown. No, this is next <laughs> week. But it could be, he said, my city or your city. So I don't know, are they going to be traveling around for this one? <laughs> could. Where's, where's uh, Von Wagner from? I don't know, he looks like he's from like Minneapolis. Like wherever Brock Lesnar's from. Those big lads. Uh, I don't know, something like trying that. Trying to find. No, I don't I even know. Minnesota. See. He looks like a Minnesota he looks guy, like or like Minnesota. Philly or something. I don't know. One of those hard, uh, hard towns. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Wow. And Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa is from the streets. From the streets, <laughs> obviously, he's the streets champion. I love that. Uh, I think Solo should should be called up. Yeah. At this point in in time, but I know the bloodline's got a lot going on. But hey, why not? I love that uh, Jordan Peele video that was going around with um, so someone Triple took H. yeah someone <laughs> took it's a popular Key and Peele sketch with when Ob- Obama goes up to people and anytime it's a, like a white person they just like he politely shakes their yeah. hand and then everyone else he's like hugging they did that but with all the NXT talent and it's Triple H really funny and you got <laughs> the little baby with the bloodline which is Solo Sikoa. <laughs> Love it. Good stuff. I like when memes and wrestling uh, crossover. Yeah. Uh, people like to share them in our Facebook group if you haven't mm. joined already. Uh, highly recommend joining the Up Next group. But yeah. Next up, we have Zoe Stark uh, in her first singles match back, taking on Gigi Dolan. Uh, there's an uppercut in the corner from Stark. Uh, toxic, toxic attraction on the outside. Try to distract Zoe, allowing Gigi to briefly take advantage. Uh, applies a bow and arrow stretch. And then Zoe comes back with a nice looking super kick and then hits her, you know, where she, she kind of flips them over into the knee strike. Yeah. I can't remember what she calls this move, but looks great. It's like a double flipping into the knee. She used to do, we used to talk about how crazy it was all yeah. the time. So it looked cool to see it again. Puts Gigi away in like a minute and a half here. Um, easy win. Uh, after the match, uh, and as she's as she's kind of hitting the move and pinning Gigi, she's staring at Mandy the whole time. Uh, after the match, JC Jane runs in to attack, but eats a super kick. And then Mandy goes to attack with the title belt, but Zoe turns around just in time and scares her away. 
Um, I thought, yeah, it made Zoe look like I thought her kind of kicks and stuff looked really like good here, uh, but just a big easy win over Gigi. Yeah, Gigi kind of just got beat really quick. Yeah, I thought eaten alive. Yeah, the finisher looks great. It looks great. Yeah. Um, do you see Zoe taking this from Mandy? No, no, no. Okay, I think they're doing a good job of making Zoe feel a, a bigger deal than she was before. Um, so. Mandy, Mandy's gonna beat Zoe at Heat Wave. She's gonna stand tall and pose with beaten Zoe at her feet because, of course, Toxic helped her. And that's when EO EO comes back. Be the music good. hits, and that's what you do at the premium live event. EO Mandy one on one. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. If you're not putting her on SmackDown or Raw, I know maybe she's still injured. Hopefully she's not. Let's go. Yeah, you could either do that or Zoe wins and EO Ooh. challenges Zoe. Yeah. Um, which would be a better match. But uh, yeah, I, I hope EO's coming back soon. Me too. Um, after the match, Cora Jade attacks Zoe from behind, but Roxanne Perez runs out to chase off Cora and checks on Zoe. So Roxanne is back. She's angry at Cora. And now she's got a new friend. Mm. But yeah. JD McDonough shows up, uh, just parks his car in the middle of the, the street. It's weird because he showed up in Braun Breaker's car. Oh, was it? That They used that charger. That <laughs> whatever. I'm not a car guy, but that Maybe black. Maybe it's just a company car. They've used it. Like they've used it. Carrying Cross used yeah. it. Like all these dudes for years just yeah. been using this car. Uh, he has a valet, throws his keys to him and says, tonight he's a member of the paying public uh, as he enters the door that says staff only. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was all backwards. Okay, so you park your car in the staff parking lot and you're going through the staff entrance, but you're like, no, 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 I have a ticket. The guy's like, usual spot, and he's like, no, I'm a member of the paying public tonight. It's like, so then goes into the... Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, we see Wendy Chu, uh, this little video. kind of produced video here of her in bed, and she's having a bit of a nightmare over the feud with Tiffany Stratton, and she's tossing and turning. We see uh, the kind of elimination spot where she lands on the pillow and then gets back into it, and then she starts smiling, and the nightmare turns into more of a dream. And then as she's in bed, her pillow rolls off the bed. She's still smiling, but then... She remembers getting hit by the flask Ugh. and starts to get angry. Her alarm gets up and she wakes up. She gets out of bed. She stubs her toe at the end of the bed and it's is all like, ah, fuck. Yeah. It's getting all ma- angry. She goes to drink from a smoothie, which has been there all night. It's going to be warm and yeah, gross. It's going to be like warm and bubbly yeah. and floaty. But that's ended. So she's, she's pissed at that. And then she's looking in the mirror she says, I got out of the wrong side of bed, all because of Tiffany. Listen, Stratton, the next time you see me, it won't be so pretty. It'll be lights out for you. And she turns the lights off. Yeah. Uh, teasing maybe a kind of alter ego, a gimmick change. Mei Ying? I don't know. I, I thought they were doing it. Look, they teased it with the throne a yeah. few weeks ago, but this time I thought like the nightmare side of her when it showed like that, that I was like, okay, so she gets out of bed and then walks over to like the throne or I don't know. I kind of, if they did a updated Mei Ying, yeah. like the attire, have it a bit more like wrestler friendly sure, and do more of the wrestling that we've seen she can do. I wouldn't mind her having, she need she can't just do this. Uh, onesie thing the whole time. The two faces of Chu. I think I, I think this is a character that should have 
like another side to yeah. her. Um, but it could just be her more in like, you know, wrestling attire and hair up and she's ready to fight. I don't right, know. Right. Um, but I think this could be a good thing. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't like this character. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's a character that could, could work, but every time you see it, you just kind of go, okay, like it definitely feels like it's aimed towards kids, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're, I feel like, they don't want to. They don't want to try to just be Orange Cassidy, so they go more into like the sleepy thing, and then they put the, they put themselves in a hole when they go that route. So it's like they do have to find where it can and cannot work. I I just don't, and I know I said this before. I don't get why you've got a character like this, which is so childish, on a show where Von Wagner's saying shit. You've got like deliberate camera shots focusing on Mandy's Mandy boobs. Rose. Yeah. Um, and you've got masturbation jokes with Brooks and Jensen. Yeah, so what are we, Brooks what are we Jensen. airing this for? So it's like, yeah, yeah who's watching this? Yeah, who it's are we like, trying to aim for? Because if you're trying to aim so for much, kids... If I was watching this with my, like, eight-year-old kid, let's say, yeah. there'd be parts of this show where I'd be like, ah, I don't really want you watching that. Yeah. But then other parts, I'm like, oh, well, you can enjoy Wendy Chu for three minutes. Yeah. It, so I, I hope this means a bit of a evolution i did like their last match i thought it was pretty great so hey book it again make it uh, a gimmick match like it was uh, really fun make last it a, one. make it a more, last man saying whatever it sounds like it might have a gimmick attached to it um fight pits we haven't seen one in a while i haven't seen one for a while it'd be all right that'd be good well maybe it's a lights out match because she said lights yep. out it's like unsanctioned mm. uh trying to think because we've seen tiffany use the nails we've seen her use that mug oh yeah because the last wasn't the last one a regular match but it started before yeah. the bell they were so now so you can do yeah they're, they're doing what vaughn and and yeah vaughn and solo yeah we see jd mcdonough who's now in the crowd sat with the nxt audience he got his ticket for free if you go to www.com yeah <laughs> paying audience <laughs> paying audience no one pays to go to nxt he said i wanted to apologize because i never really introduced myself um, and turns this guy who's sat eating popcorn, and he goes, ah, you like popcorn, huh? Do you know how many Americans die per year from eating popcorn? One wrong breath, and it can get stuck in your trachea. And then he goes over and goes, I need to introduce myself to some NXT employees. Goes to the timekeeper. He says, this guy rings the bell and ends what torture is going on in the ring. So wait a second. He says, do you know how many Americans die a year eating popcorn? And then doesn't tell us? Yeah. All right. Well, thankfully, there's a website called Google that tells me it's roughly estimated that 170 to 200 people die per year in America choking on popcorn, making it the top five most dangerous snack. Damn. I want to know what the other four are, but we got to finish this JD McDonough problem. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty bad. Um, he starts talking about the hammer they use. It's like a little hammer for the ring bell, but he goes, uh, do you know what kind of ga- damage a hammer like this can do to a human hand? Well, I do. It doesn't take much pressure to pop a finger off. Ooh. And then he goes, Alicia Taylor, you have a fabulous voice. <laughs> And moves on. Just face turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, hi, JD. Oh, hi, thanks. Thank you, thank you. Wade Barrett, I'm a huge fan, but all those years of bare-knuckle boxing has taken its toll. You've got calcium deposits in your hand, which makes it very easy to manipulate. And then Vic Joseph, and Vic goes to stand up, and he goes, don't stand up. <laughs> I heard what you said about my family last week. What did he say I about his family? I don't know what he said about his family. Jeez. And I didn't like it. 
You're tall and slim. You probably have a very soft bone structure. I bet you broke a lot of bones as a kid, didn't you? <laughs> well, I could break this collarbone with my bare hands as he's like just squeezing on the collarbone there. And then he calls out Bron. It's like, Bron, let me tell you how shit your body is as well. Come on down. So, uh, for, before we get to the Bron bit, what do you think of this, like, J.D. McDonough, his dissecting of the human body thing he's got going on? Yeah, I, we last week it was it was when he did the, like, diagram thing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, that's not what we were expecting from this character. And... Now it's going even more into it. It's definitely like uh, American Psycho, mm. like with the way he's talking and speaking. But then now he's like basically like making everyone like su- superior, less superior yeah. than him kind of talking thing. down to everyone. Yeah, like saying, you know, I could break your bones and stuff like that. It's a little weird, but also like they're trying something that's not, you know, someone being spooky. Yeah. So he's being spooky Again, in a different I said way. It last, he's being creepy. And I, I yeah. think it's but it's more believable. I, I want to know how he knows all this shit. Like Google. No, I know. But like, <laughs> I'm not saying I want him to have a doctor gimmick, but like knowing that he went to med school, so he would help. You know, like, uh, I went to a college two-year program back in Ireland about the human body. I think like, what I want to see, and I said this last week, is how this translates to the ring. I want him to see, see him be like, incorporate these things. We know Jordan Devlin can wrestle and yeah. he's a great wrestler. I want to see him start you know, pinpointing before a match what he's going to do and, you know, break someone's finger, target someone's ankle, target different parts of the body each match rather than just wrestle a normal match and hit the devil inside and one, two, three. Uh, Because if he's talking about, like, yeah, Wade Barrett, you've got calcium deposits. I want to see him go for the hand, fuck up the hand, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I I don't think... uh, I, I think he's good at talking and coming across. We talked earlier about Waller just has this, like, you look... Like a bad guy, the mm. way you talk. This guy comes across like he's kind of evil, and he talk. He says he's the necessary evil. I think you'd go more into like that. I think he, eventually the character will, whatever, if he wins or loses, whatever. But I feel like it's strange that this is his thing, but it does stand out to then just being a bad guy who beats you up. So I'll give them, mm. I'll give them that. I'll give them the benefit. Like this stands out from just a guy sideswiping a dude every week to be like i want the title so it's better than the, what we've seen with the more druids interesting than just going i'm irish yeah and like, i think which that, has been his gimmick which has been his he's gimmick, irish yeah. and he's little finn balor yeah it has been his gimmick so to do something a bit differently like the vignettes actually make it more seem like there is a bigger picture to mm. this character because the vignettes that they've aired are not him in a cult but him like focusing on his body very american psycho very like uh, this morning I wake up and I do this, 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 and like it's very like precise and comes across as he's very egotistical and in his own head, like again, better than everyone else. So I, I will say, give it a chance. Don't think he's going to be the one to beat Braun, mm. but still think it's something different. Yeah, it's it's being the spooky bad guy, but in a different route than we saw with Joe Gacy. He's not supernatural. He's just there you go. Very creepy. Yeah, and you imagine has a lot of like bodies in his closet <laughs> that's what you know? it's going for yeah. it's like yeah it's kind of weird Bron breaker comes out and says in three weeks it's nxt heatwave and you're gonna get real acclimated with Bron breaker so next week we make it official we'll have a contract signing and jd headbutts Bron, goes to the devil inside but uh Bron breaks uh Bron like counters <laughs> it and headbutts him back and we see jd who's uh 
like mouth is busted open, he's bleeding, and he's just smiling. He's mm. like, ah, I liked that. He's uh, tasting his own blood and likes it. Blood, so yeah. he's a creepy guy. Mm. So next week, the contract signing, it's the match we thought we were going to yep. get, but I'm sure it could be a good match. I just don't think he's the guy to. If we're getting that premium live event, whatever, the take, non-takeover thing. I feel like we're already kind of like Apollo on that very first pro, uh, promo was like, yeah, down the line, I'll face you. Yeah. So yeah, September, that seems the right That time. doesn't sound that interesting. No. No, <laughs> but I think I feel Apollo Braun is where we'll go yeah. rather than McDonough. Well, I like the headbutts. Yeah. We Braun, see- Braun basically no selling the headbutts too yeah. is a big thing for this guy. We see Chase U backstage. Because his head is big. <laughs> what? Because his head is oh. big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase U backstage, that DK mode. Um, Andre Chase saying he's got this match with Giovanni Vinci. And uh, and Bodhi is saying, yeah, that guy was a bit of an asshole last week. And Thea Hale's getting all worked up. She says, oh, I just loved his car, but he got so mad when when I touched it. So let me at him. She's really like scrappy-doo yeah. here. Um, Andre Chase says he hates people disrespecting Chase U when Nathan Fraser walks in and asks to be an honorary flag bearer. Uh, Andre says he's going to do a good old chase you ass whipping tonight. Uh, yeah, so just the match we thought we'd get from last week. Yeah, um, I, I quite enjoy these characters. I think I think Bodhi and Thea actually these characters suit them. Like I believe them as very yeah. excitable cheerleader kind of kids. Sure. Um, Nathan Fraser a bit kind of what kind are you of doing? sucks for him to what be you in doing. This, yeah. Kind of sucks that he's putting this. Uh, but I, I feel right from the beginning, like before he was with these, his promos just haven't been it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he he's needs just, to go he's to just school. just happy to be there. Yeah, maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he does. Uh, we get a quick recap on Axiom, just showing highlights from his match last week, but in the kind of comic book style. Have you seen the drama from this one uh, indie wrestler who says they jacked his whole style? Like the whole, the costume looks very similar. Okay. I'm blanking on the name. It's like Razor or something like that. Razor or something. But he does, he was, he was putting up pictures like, this is what I've been wrestling in and this is what he's been wrestling in now. Okay. It's a guy in a mask. I don't really <laughs> care. I've never heard of this guy. Like, yeah, it's I, a guy in a mask. I wouldn't want it to look like it's this guy. A... <laughs> <laughs> I would want to look differently than this guy's character. Uh, yeah. A, 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 a little sigh of relief that I didn't have to watch this guy wrestle right now. Not that his wrestling is bad. I'm just, I really did not care for that mathlete gimmick with the lucha stuff. It's just a little too, too, a little too, that's the best you can come up with, kind of for me, but we'll see. Cause even this promo was like recapping, but it was like a comic book. And then it's like, but by the way, he's smart. I think, I think the comic book thing looks cool. Yeah. Like showing highlights, but with like the flipping pages, like it's the beginning of like a Marvel film. It's like Goosebumps or something. Cool. Uh, Roxanne Perez is interviewed. And she says, Cora threw away her friendship and the title, and that's disrespectful. And that's when Alundra Blaze walks Hell in yeah. with a trash can. Medusa. And Roxanne says uh, that they deserve, uh, the titles deserve to be on women who will wear them with honor. And she hands the, the title to Alundra. No, no, no. no. And then she, Alundra, grabs the, she has the trash can from last week. This title's been in the trash this whole week? Well, yeah, Alundra pulls the title out, but Roxanne hands yeah, her yeah. the other title as well that she's been holding. Yeah, um, Alundra says that she threw a title in the trash many years ago, and it took them years for them to come back. Well, we're not going to wait that long. Next week, 
there will be a fatal four-way to determine new champions. And I guess this is exciting because they both hugged at this news. Oh, it's going to be new sanitized. champions. Just hug you, just, me. you just both were touching garbage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is so cool. We were talking last week about the throwing the thing in the trash can, Medusa, mm. Alundra Blaze. And here they quickly were like, hey, we can just call her and have her show up on TV. Great way to, to tie this yeah. all together, I think. This is a great use of Alundra Blaze. Um, I feel like it was funny that they did the – obviously, they kept it in the trash because of the whole symbolism of what she's mm. done in the past. But I do think it's the smartest way they could have taken this and well, turned it any into something time, good. You, this is automatically who you think of when you think of this angle. Exactly. So why, so why wouldn't you have done this? So, yeah. So there will be a fatal four-way next week. Yeah. Interesting. So it's Toxic Attraction – uh, Valentina and Ulyssa. Hell yeah. Caden and Katana and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Sweet. Who's your money on? Uh, Toxic Attraction. I'd go with, uh, I'd go left field and, and give it to, uh, Valentina and I'd like to see them. Leon? Yeah, I think, uh, I think maybe Diamond Mine as well. I've all right. the gold. Okay. Diamond Mine forever. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. So toxic attraction. Toxic attraction. <laughs> gotcha. We go to Andre Chase versus Giovanni Vinci. Uh, and Andre Chase has swapped out the red boots for Jordans this nice. week. Nice. And uh, had a better match because of it. I think. <laughs> uh, Andre Chase starts just like uh, doing classic wrestling. He's doing a lot of the headlock takedowns and hip tosses. Uh, Vinci uh, is in this wrist lock and does his kind of triple kip up uh, before getting out of it, which always looks pretty cool. Um, Chase tries with the crucifix pin attempt. Vinci comes back with a big drop kick right to the jaw. And we see the replay here and just clocks him right in the mouth. Yeah. And then Vinci goes over to the flag bearers of Chase U, grabs it and breaks it across his knee. The disrespect. Uh, Andre sends Vinci's shoulder perp first into the ring post and after the commercial break, we see uh, Chase go for a diving sunset flip off the top for a two count. Vinci then just dumps Chase to the outside. Uh, Andre counters a headlock with a back suplex, and this allows him to get back into the match and starts to fire up. He's hitting his chops, his inverted atomic drop, his side Russian leg sweep. Looks good. And then a swinging neck breaker and signals for the Chase U stomps, uh, which the crowd really get into this. The give me a C, give me an H. Um, and then hits a side effect, goes for a diving blockbuster off the top, but gets caught with the like catch out midair brain buster from Vinci. Crazy. Vinci then goes for a springboard, but Chase, Chase catches him and hits him with a tiger driver. And then yeah, Chase uh, Andre Chase hitting a pretty sweet like liger bomb. Yeah, here looked great. Chase then signals that it's the end, but gets hit with a huge lariat, taking him out of his skin, and then the sit-out last ride powerbomb. Damn. Yeah, that, he showed him how to really do yeah. a sit-out powerbomb with that one. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. I, Andre Chase's best match. I think I thought this was really fun, and the yeah. crowd really got into it, and I I think they... And commentary were trying to, to put over... like who Chase started off as a bit of a joke, but now... On commentary, they're going, this guy can wrestle. This guy knows how to wrestle, uh, knows the, yeah, like, but he might look a bit ridiculous being in that sweater, but he can go. And I thought he showed it here. I thought uh, they did quite well with the hope spots for him later on in the match. And I actually kind of got into this one. 
And then Vinny getting the win, obviously. Yeah. We know he's he's getting the push right now. So, uh, yeah, actually, I could see Vinny being uh, – sorry, Fabio, Fabian Eichner, Vinny, Giovanni Vinci, Johnny Sins. I see him being Braun Breaker's challenger at the pay-per-view. I'd like that. They kind of – in the – what, the barbershop last week, Mello kind of put him in that North American True. title picture. But right. I see him as a, a main event guy. Yeah, me too. I think. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. We see Diamond Mine in their dojo. They're training. Um, and Roddy, like, whole new attitude this week. He's yeah. like, what? I've got Triple H back? Jokes on Cole and O'Reilly. <laughs> I'm happy. He's like, we're brought together. This Tony D stuff has brought us together. Diamond Mine forever. Yeah. And when Julius, kind of like last week, sort of steps in and kind of takes over the, the leadership role, Roddy didn't seem too phased by it. Yeah. Julius says, look, we're going out there as a team today. If we're hurt, we fight. We stand up for the man next to us when they're down, and we are hungry. We're going to beat up their bitch asses. Who are we? Diamond Mine! Let's go. Pressure makes diamonds, but tonight it breaks bones. Yeah. Julius is great. I, I like the fact that Roddy... Like, why can't they just get along? Yeah. It would be better, it's better when they do get along. Uh, Roddy, like, letting Julius, not even letting him, Julius steps in and is, like, shows he's the leader. Yeah. I, I would say, like, that's kind of the dynamic here. But yeah, Roddy's just in a good mood now. He's in a great mood. Last week. His hood's down. Yeah. He's been having the hood up, like, on the back of his head recently. He's, he's like, like, no, I'm happy. Triple H knows Triple how H good. Is back. Triple H knows how good I am, and <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Diamond Mine is fine. We see Valentina Feroz on uh, FaceTime, FaceTime uh, on a tablet to Ulyssa, and they're so excited because they're in this fatal four-way next week. Where was Ulyssa? And she was no, Ulyssa a... was there. Valentina Sorry. was. Uh, she was just at uh, on vacation. No, she was at uh, White Plains, New York. No, t- she had photos with Ty Conti recently, didn't she? There was some. Yeah, they're friends, and wasn't there yeah. a wedding or something they were at recently? No way. Sammy? Who just got married? I don't know. Yeah, she, they were at a wedding recently, so I don't know. Maybe she was, was there. She was on vacay at a wedding. Mm. Okay. And they're excited, and then the camera pans, because Ulyssa asks Sanger if he thinks they're <laughs> ready. <laughs> and Sanger says, I've seen your hard work, hard work, and I think you're amazing. But next week, don't just be winners. I want you to inspire other superstars. Next week, you will hear and new NXT Women's Tag right. Champions. And they're all dancing. <laughs> on FaceTime. They're all happy. <laughs> on FaceTime. They're dancing. Sanger. I love this trio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three's company. Sanger, Ulyssa, and Valentina. Love this it. This is great. Uh, I mean, now that, you know, Veer didn't work, Tri- Triple H is in charge now. Sanger is going to be world champ. Sanger is going to be WWE champion. I want to see... Ulyssa and Valentina on each of Sanger's yeah. shoulders as they're holding the NXT tag titles high. Can't Let's wait. do it. Can't wait for this. This is, this is the best. I don't know why, but it's the best pairing yeah. in recent time. We see Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance, and they're still pissed. They're, they're boo-boo face. Pissed off every week. They're pissed this time because the titles were thrown in the trash. Katana says Roxy is right, and the title should be on a real friendship. And that's when Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley come in. And uh, they say, just like Diamond Mine will win tonight, we will win next week. And Electra Lopez comes in and says, there's no way that Diamond Mine will win tonight. 
So Tatum just forearms her in the face. Yeah. She clocked her here. Good. And this was quite a little, uh, quite a nice little pull apart here. I thought they were going at it. Norman Smiley was getting in there. Yeah, doing the the big wiggle. <laughs> but yeah, this form. I I watched this back. It's like damn, she nailed her. Clocked her. Good. She didn't need to be in there. She's no. not even in the match next no. week. Get out of here. <laughs> we go to Indy Hartwell versus Ariana Grace. Um, it's not a whole lot in this match, to be honest. Grace throws uh, Indy into the turnbuckle and kind of mocks the wave, the sort of beauty yeah. pageant wave. That it's Indy's Santina Morella, yeah. the wave. Indy comes back with a big clothesline. Grace goes for a roll-up, but the referee catches her going for the dirty pin with the feet on the ropes. And then Hartwell just hits her with the big running boot um, for the win. Yeah, it was nothing in this no. match. I, I do think Ariana Grace has something that they could work on. But Super Green being put on TV this early, you're just... I was surprised Indy got the win uh, also. But just didn't didn't care. No real fire or meaning behind it. It looked like it was in slow motion at times, I thought, as well, this yeah. match. I think... I think Indy, she's in a weird spot because you see the likes of like Wendy Chu and uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, sorry, um, Alba Fire, who are working with these kind of green talents. Yeah. But they're veterans and they're a lot more experienced. Indy is kind of in this middle ground where she's I a grizzled I young vet. I wouldn't say she's a veteran, but she's also not. Green, but right. I think she's someone who should be working with people better than her yeah. to be better. Um, and unfortunately, when she's working with, like, your Ariana Graces and who was it she fought the other week in that horrible match, it's, it's bringing her down. Whereas I think the, the kind of more experienced wrestlers are better at, okay, how can we work around what you've got? Yeah. And I, I think this is two weeks in a row where Indy's had a pretty horrible match, to be honest. Yeah, didn't really like it at all. Um. We go to Robert Stone and Von Wagner. Stone says, we heard your challenge, Solo Sokola. Uh, Fools count. Sokola. <laughs> uh, Fools count anywhere. Well, Wagner has no remorse. At high school, he knocked out his football coach for pulling him from the game. So, politely, we decline. And Wagner's like, what? We're not declining anything. And Stone says, look, we've, we've got bigger stuff. Sophia Cromwell's moved on. She's a... Uh, she's on SmackDown. Yeah, she's got a really nice job. <laughs> and Wagner says, if Sophia wants to be a model, I don't give a shit. And challenges, uh, accepts the challenge and challenges Solo to get his street champion crown back. Because as of now, Wagner's the street champ. Damn. So Sophia Cromwell, she was here for a hot ticket, yep. a hot coffee, and then now she's stolen LA Knight's job on SmackDown. Yeah. Maxine male models. That's right. Wow. Uh, Pour one out. Yeah. For Sophia. We hardly yeah. knew ye. The, the, the quickest way to get called up is being with Robert Stone, I guess. Yeah. Like everyone, they just leave right away. Either if, fired or move up. If, you get, if you're with Mr. Stone and you are hotter than him in the, in the pro, promo that you're in, you're going to get brought up right yeah. away. Yeah. The amount of clients he's had move on now. Yeah. Gotta get me a Mr. Stone shirt. Mm. Uh, yeah, very interesting that all of a sudden L.A. Knight is gone and she's taken the character. Yeah. Be, that sucks. I mean, in the new regime, it would be interesting to see um, like what they do with him. Yeah. Because I think he's great. Oh, I thought he was gone. No, he's he, not gone. He's not gone? He's not released. Okay. No, they've just pulled him from this. Apparently, they were kind of 
creative differences and stuff like that. I'm sure he did not want to do that. Yeah. And he, he was doing it well. Like he was, he's a good talker, but like with Vince gone, like if it's Vince, you're rubbing up the wrong way. Well, he ain't there anymore. Yeah. And if triple H likes you and this guy can talk and this guy can wrestle. I genuinely think that guy is one of the best talkers. Yeah. And his wrestling in NXT got so good. Yeah. So I mean, I used to I used to not like him, uh, but I used to always think he was a good talker. Mm. And WWE needs those good talkers. And I I was scratching my head at him being put in that male model thing, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, but he's good at talking. So whatever they give him could be good. And when I saw the dudes wearing the tennis outfits, mm. I was like, that's pretty funny. This yeah. could go somewhere. Maybe it just wasn't the right fit for him, which. Maybe they'll they'll use him in something else. Yeah, call re- him Eli Drake. The reports are like he was rubbing people up the wrong way, um, like creatively okay. with it. And but the door's not closed. Okay. So I, I hope we get maybe just LA Knight shows up on Raw. You know. Sure. Um, we see Kiana James, who's doing a bit of a PowerPoint presentation here. Yeah. She's been working on a week. Um, <laughs> She's kind of like uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Thingy. Yeah, yeah, that guy who that had guy a match who hosts two K twenty two. What's his Drew name? Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. There we go. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking on everyone's name this week. There's too many. There's too many. Uh, well, everyone has five different names as well that we got to pick from. Um, the the presentation is called "What Is Wrong with the NXT Women's Division," and she's like, "I'm updating you with my progress from my findings." And Nikita Lyons stands out. She's got like a pointy stick. Yeah, and she's. What do we really know about her? Well, her father is a rock star, her mother a groupie, and her education wasn't formed at school, but on a bus. And she shows part of Nikita's promo from last week, and just was like, that sucked. And says her behavior and lack of clothing is unbefitting of the women's division. That's right. <laughs> and Miss Lyons doesn't fit the model of what a woman should be. And I will continue to unpack and peel back my findings of Miss Lyons. I will report back. She'll report back with more findings. It's almost like it needed a news like... Yeah. I don't know. It was very, very, very odd. But this girl just in glasses pointing t- at Nikita Lyons' Instagram photos. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, sure. That's, this is the best feed we got going in NXT, I guess. I don't know. They gave... I mean, Kiana was in the top four. Final yeah. four of that Battle Royal. So they, right. they're kind of putting some steam behind her i yeah. feel but um let's see if the numbers add up yeah i don't know if this <laughs> this works for me everyone here i need her in axiom to be a thing yeah i love the glasses yeah uh we get a little highlight video of the alba fire lash legend feud it's it's kind of just a package of all the stuff we've seen between these two yeah i feel like this feud between these two has fizzled out yeah like have the inferno match like just yeah, if you're not doing an Inferno match, what are we even doing? Yeah, what is this character? She's not yeah, be on fire. Exactly. So, don't care. One and only, you can't clone me. We go to the main event, Diamond Mine versus Tony D's family. It's an eight-man tag match. Um, both teams in like matching attire here. I thought Diamond Mine looked great this week, all in their blue. And uh, Legado uh, now adopting the kind of Tony D family attire, all in black jeans and black tank tops like here. suspenders and stuff yeah They're they, kind of they like look more unified here two and dimes and stacks yeah uh it was also roddy i share a birthday with roderick ah. strong so they they wished roddy a happy birthday last night and i love when wade barrett calls legato what we call them the legato lads legato lads yeah <laughs> there's a huge toss vertical suplex from julius 
followed by a massive clothesline to Stax, just rocking him. Uh, it, the match all then breaks down with all men, in, all eight men in the ring brawling. Uh, Julius goes for an ankle lock on Tony D. Um, and then Brutus hits the cannonball off the apron to the whole Tony D family. This time does it off the apron rather than the top rope. Probably a little safer here. And, and call me crazy, did I hear Wade call it the meatball? The meatball? <laughs> I was like, did he just call that the meatball? I was like, uh, okay. I thought it was the Brutus bomb, no? Brutus bomb. Or did we just call it that? I'm I ju- no, I heard him say the that. And maybe I had something in my ears, but I, I started laughing at myself because meatball is a great name. I also like there was like a tussle and then early all the members like go face to face. Yeah. And it's Julius again who stands in like Captain America leading the charge and does the what's the Italian under the chin flick? Yeah. Under the, your, your chin. I don't know what it means, but maybe get lost. You, yeah. Get lost. Yeah. So he does that. And that's when they, they start yeah. brawling. Uh, Kemp then tags in with a great hot tag here. He hits this. Like flipping shoulder block and then this spinning scoop slam followed by twisting sent on. He was so quick here and thought it looked fantastic. Yeah, Kemp coming in here was hitting exploders, suplexes. He was throwing all of these guys around. And obviously we know Legato, Raul Mendoza or Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. Excellent guys to throw around. To bump around. Yeah, they, look, make, they make people look good. And he was Kemp was impressive here. He goes to slam Cruz, but Wilde chop blocks the knee. Um, so then this allows Tony D's family to kind of beat down on Kemp for quite a while, who eventually manages to make the tag to Julius, Ooh. who pops up stacks into his rolling shoulder DVD, DVD. thing, uh, runs up to the top rope and hits the top rope suplex like her angle to wild. Julius is just on fire here. He applies the ankle lock to Tony D and then... There's this huge pounce from Brutus sending, was it Joaquin? Stacks or... Stacks yeah. just flying. And then I love this, uh, you've got the kind of, what, the side Russian leg sweep Enziguri high-low thing. But this time I think it was Del Toro, like, dived over the top rope to get into position as Joaquin was running the ropes. I thought it looked so smooth how they hit this finish here. Yeah. Um, this is, you go on about Waller kind of going on the outside and diving in, not looking good. This was just... Seamless, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. There's then Roddy coming in with the flying knee, um, and he'd kind of fl- do the flying knee to knock the guy down, and Julius would follow up with that ground lariat. lariat, which looked great, and then goes for the knee to Tony, but he moves out the way and clocks Julius in the face, allowing Tony D to hit, forget about it, the fisherman suplex for the win in what I thought was a really fun main event, actually. The Diamond Mine Sleep with the Fishes. Mm. Yeah, uh, awesome main event. Uh, everyone was hitting everything and made perfect. Like, everyone had their purpose in this match. Easily the best match on this show. And it had showing, like, highlighting Diamond Mine with a lot of their moves and Kemp being the most green in this group. You wouldn't know. No, like, watching all, all four of them were on point here. I I, I thought this was... Really good, the way that they blended their styles, especially the last, like, maybe the last five minutes of the match. It was just go, go, go. That Julius hot tag. I mean, it's so easy to say, like, oh, this guy reminds me of Kurt Angle, or this person reminds you of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is a great measuring stick because he's just so, he was one of the best. And I, I see it in well, Julius. He clearly models himself on yeah. him, and I'm all for clearly, it. Clearly, yeah. Kurt Angle oh. is one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Yeah, so. so, I mean, doing all those Kurt moves, yeah, why wouldn't you? They're great. Uh he he is the star. Julius is definitely a future WWE star, like big star. I think that they could be using. I love all four of these guys, 
but he is someone now like you see like okay this guy if you put your chips behind him like he will go very far from the talking to the wrestling like he has it all but i thought everyone played their part and i and i got they got the heat on bro because i was like you you telling me julius did all that and julius was the one to take the pin from tony d so clearly heat wave were getting a tag title match yeah i would think so uh, yeah, I thought the I thought the speed of this match was so great. Yeah, and everyone like hit their spots. Like everyone was in the right position all the time. Like yeah. I, I thought it was it was really good. And of course, Roddy earlier in the night was finally happy and on the same page, and he ends up kneeing Julius. That's the one thing I've enjoyed this kind of yeah like breakdown and diamond mine story. But after watching this match, I'm like, oh man, there's so much more fun like eight man and six man tags you could have with these guys before you break it up, yeah. you know? Cause I, I loved seeing them team together. The, the like combos of the knees into the lariats I thought were great. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this and would recommend, uh, going out. It was only what, like 12 minutes, this thing. Uh, but like definitely did one to watch. I'd say this week, I had a lot of fun with this. I will. Th- I, I do think that in years you will be seeing diamond mine or the creeds and, and all any of these iteration here like being used properly in wwe i don't see it not so people will want to go back now yeah especially under the new regime and people like, will want to go back and, and check some of these matches out just because this is where they were getting the groundwork in for what they will become but yeah they've been they've been firing they took the l but in in the hindsight you'll see them go over at the the heat wave show or, or whatever but solid main event uh the creed brothers do not disappoint and now it furthers i said last week is roddy gonna be like actually i'm a uh, half italian i'm joining the family yeah. or something like that like is it gonna be he did it on purpose or mm. there's, there's all that they're gonna continue the dissension of diamond mine at the very end of the show we're in the parking lot oh and alundra blaze is leaving and is asked who she thinks will win she says, whoever wins will earn the right to be called champions. And Gigi and JC approach her and tell her to hand it over. You already know we're going to win. Just give it to us. We're going to be three-time champs. Just give it to us. And she says, no, next week you'll have to fight for it. I thought this was a weird way to end the show. I was expecting Lundra Blaze to be attacked. It's the parking lot. You're, yeah. the, you're doing a closing angle in the parking lot. Like, yeah, really weird. And you're just talking? Come on, NXT. Yeah, I thought it was strange, and then it just went off the air. Yeah. So you could have just ended with the match that they I ended. think so. We'd already set up the, the tag yeah. for next week. Um, yeah, a bit of a strange end. Yeah, uh, another 2.0 episode of 2.0. You got some good wrestling. I'd say that the main event was the highlight of the show because there was actually just a good some good storytelling within the wrestling, and everyone was looking on point. There was some other stuff in the show I, I liked as well. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm into Cora Jade's heel turn because I think she can deliver. I think mm. she is someone that could be a, a pretty big star here in WWE as well. Uh, not so much, you know, it was a, right away off to a rough start with the paper skateboard, but like yeah. trying to correct that can, can, can work. Uh, correcting the women's tag division being an absolute joke in the WWE is a good way to bring in Medusa and, and all that stuff. I think that is a plus. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and oddly enough, I think I enjoyed the JD McDonough, like talking about people dying, eating popcorn. Mm. Again, it's, it's making me like not uncomfortable is not the right word, but that's what he's going for. Yeah. So maybe he's doing a good job. Um, you know what? I didn't mind this episode. Uh, maybe it's cause I watched it the next day and could skip out on commercials and stuff, but, uh, kind of enjoyed this episode. No, I, I thought it was solid and I think they've actually got like 
good storylines in place that they're continuing with. Yeah. Um, it's it feels cohesive. I thought the wrestling, uh, certainly that main event, but I enjoyed the Wesley Waller match and I enjoyed the Andre Chase Vinci match. Um, the stuff I didn't like was the schism. <laughs> which was what a minute of Two the dorks. show. So I, I didn't think this was a bad episode. Yeah. Uh, overall it was, it was all right. It's all because Vince McMahon is gone. It's all cause he's gone. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Yeah. The Vince is dead. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just happier to watch WWE products again because I, I'm excited to see where it goes, but uh, I didn't, didn't, didn't mind this episode. I had some good wrestling. That's all I need in my wrestling. Mm. Some good wrestling. And I got it. Diamond Mine Forever. I see there is no feedback uh, for the show. Because probably we didn't go live last yeah. night. And that's okay. But no one wanted to talk about NXT other than us this week. So maybe no one will ever know it happened. Uh, next week, the Fatal 4-Way match. You think Katana and... I don't know. Casey? I, yeah, Katie, they, they probably should. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't put it past them putting Toxic Attraction as champs again. Yeah. Uh, let's go Ulyssa and Valentina and Sanga yeah. for that happy ending. Uh, well, that was NXT. We hope you enjoyed us uh, talking all about it and dissecting it. And uh, just like JD dissects everyone in the crowd today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back later tonight. Um, BD Elite chatting all about some dynamite. What is it? Fight for the Fallen. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of matches on that show. D- Danielson is back and he's facing Garcia. Amazing. All my interest great is stuff. in that. Uh, and anything else is just extra. So uh, great. Can't wait to talk about that tonight. That'll be on this feed uh, later tomorrow. Go check out Shot in the Dark with John Ceno. He'll be chatting all about everything else in the world of wrestling that you may or may not know in 15 minutes or less. Uh, John Ceno actually invited him on for our Goodfellas review. So he'll be joining us to fill in all the Italian stuff that maybe mm-hmm. we don't understand. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. The Goodfellas review out on the Patreon. All the other shows are out on the Patreon. Go check that out. And of course, Sunday, 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 up next Mania Summer. Absolutely. And I believe next week as well, uh, it'll be the same as this week where we'll be doing up next at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, I think we're going to be doing Up Next on Wednesday at 1 p.m. And uh, BD Elite will probably be sometime on the Thursday yeah. there. So, uh, But still still shows coming out on this feed. If we, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a nice little review and rating. It goes yeah, a long way. Love us. Find us on YouTube. The video versions are always up there. The Twitch stuff, of course. All the socials at Up Next Podcast on Twitter for everything. And uh, for all the updates of all the stuff we do, including this this week with our tailgate for all our patrons. And, of course, 4 p.m. Eastern time up next summer mania it'll be live on youtube and twitch as well so can't wait that this sunday will be a lot a lot of fun it will indeed yeah and if if you're you're thinking oh Bray, i didn't get you didn't get you a birthday gift well get yourself a birthday gift because august 1st is coming soon the first of the month is a great time to try our patreon for only five bucks it's like buying a coffee but you know maybe a little more a little less depending on where you go and you get all the podcasts that we do so go buy yourself a gift and uh, i'll go buy myself a coffee with with you buying that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And remember, Vince screwed Vince. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.